Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. From ONN, this is Hollywood Casinos on the Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Here are your hosts, Dave Biddle and Scotty Vegas. Welcome to On the Money. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scotty Vegas, producer Ryan Baker at the controls. This is a show about sports gambling and sports in general. Scotty Vegas, how you doing this morning, my friend? I'm good, Dave. And all Buckeye fans should be feeling really good because, oh my gosh, what a week it's been. I mean, honestly, Dave, it feels like day after day after day, every single day, we are getting positive news from this Ohio State football program, and I'm here for it. And I, on Friday night, and I texted you and Ryan this, and I said, guys, I am investing. I am investing. (laughs) That's how I look at it because I was like, this team is built now to go for it all this coming season. And so I got Ohio State at 6-1 to one on Friday night after the Caleb, Down- Caleb Downs news came. I immediately went to my app and I was like, 6-1, to one, that's great value. I better get it now because those odds are going to go down soon. And doing some show prep this morning, I noticed... It already has gone down. Yes, sir. Five, not like a lot, but still, now it's down to five and a half to one. Yep. I think before long, it's going to be five to one. So you getting in at six to one, I think you're going to look back on that as a heck of a deal. Um, yeah, so Georgia is the favorite, the betting favorite, plus 360 to win the national championship. Then Ohio State plus 550, Texas plus 850, Bama. Oh, boy, we're going to talk about Bama. <laughs> oh, the king has left, and now everybody's leaving the castle. Alabama's fourth. 11 to 1, probably name recognition only. Fifth, you got a three way tie Michigan, Oregon, and Ole Miss, 12 to 1. So there you go. So the Buckeyes right now sitting there. I love this roster. And you're right, man. This reminds me there's certain times in sports, you and I were talking about this. There's certain times in sports, whether you're a fan or you cover a team or whatever it might be, where it's like, it's like a wave where everything just starts falling in place. It's like, wow, is this really happening? Like, it reminds me a little bit, to use a basketball example, like when. Thad Mata, you know, got here and then he was putting together that recruiting class, which came to be known as the Thad Five. And it was like they got Daquan Cook and it, that was a big deal at the time. Then there was a lot of smoke. They're going to get Odin and Conley. I'm like, is that really going to happen? Then that happened. And then they kept going. David Lighty, Othella Hunter, Thad Five, get all the way to the national championship game with those guys as freshmen. Othella Hunter was a junior. That's what this reminds me of with Ohio State football right now. It's like, can it get any better? Okay, they got Caleb Downs. Are you kidding me? On the heels of getting Bill O'Brien. That's all happened since we did a show on Wednesday. And now you have people like Bill Curley putting in a crystal ball that they're going to get Julian saying he is ranked as the number one quarterback in the country in the 2024 class. They already have Aaron Nolan enrolled. They have four, they have four scholarship quarterbacks on campus right now, Scotty, including Will Howard. And I tell you what, sounds like Julian saying 
is going to join the crew. I then obviously someone's going to transfer. I imagine Devin Brown's going to transfer. Hopefully everybody, everybody else sticks around, but um, Julian Sand could be the next one. Of all of this, I think Caleb Downs. Guys should think about this because they've had maybe recently. That's the one I'm most excited about. But I'm really excited about Bill O'Brien as well. Yeah. Well, all right. Here's what we should do. All three of us. Let's power rank our favorite offseason news in Ooh. order. Top three. And this can be guys coming back. This can be coaching hires. This can be uh, recruits coming in. This can be whatever you want. And we can't lump everybody coming back into one category. No, no, no. no, That would be number one for me with a bullet. Can't do that. As much as I love Caleb Downs, as much as I love everything that's going on. Yep. Everybody coming back is like the main thing. Okay, I got every pick, piece uh, of news. Let's take that off the tape. No, is kidding, a kidding. separate category. Okay, so, right. like a Mecca coming back is different yeah. than Travion coming back. So, let's power rank. Ooh. I mean, we could go ten deep because there's been we so should, much good you know news. What? I should have told the good people we have a, an extended show today. Yes, we if do. You're listening on the fan. Like we're going to be 45 minutes extra. We'll be with you till 11:45. Then it's pregame coverage of Ohio State women's basketball. I understand Iowa has somebody pretty good on their women's team. I think. So, Caitlin Clark, yeah. I think she's a pretty good shooter. I don't, well, know, she, I don't know if she can hang, hang with Ryan Baker and Papa Shop. But I hear she's she's pretty good. Well, you last night, I loved your text. You said maybe we try and guess an over under on her total points today, and uh, so I think we'll do that later on in the program. We'll, well let's, we'll let's set do this. that over under. But right we now, I do the entire show doing this. I love your idea we, that you just came up with on the fly here. We are going to power rank our favorite off season news, and again, this is all separate, right? So Travion coming back is separate than a Mecca coming back, mm. than Denzel Burke. Coming back, so it's each piece of news that's come out over the last what two two and a half weeks since the Cotton Bowl. We have got to power rank what we think has been the best. So uh, I'm going to go first, and I will say the news that really uh, probably was the most exciting to me over these last few weeks. I'm going to go with Friday night and getting and getting Caleb Downs here. I thought that was enormous because that was kind of like the icing on the cake. I mean, all of this news has been fantastic, but getting Caleb Downs from Alabama and stealing him from Georgia. Yes. The fact that you stole him from Georgia. Most people thought he was going to transfer to Georgia. He was unbelievable last year. He might be the best defensive player in the country this next year. He was the number one player in the portal, period. I'm going Caleb Downs number one for my uh, power ranking. Okay, I've thought about this, man. I mean, this is, I wish I we would have talked about this before. I love that you came up with this idea. Now I'm trying to think of it on the fly. Okay, I wrote down here, number one, Will Howard. Okay. Here's why. That's Qu- fair. Quarterback's the most important position on the field. They, they could be doing all of this that they're doing right now. If they didn't have Will Howard, what who'd be quarterback? Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, true freshman Aaron Nolan, true freshman um, Sayan, Julian Sayan. Instead, it's fifth-year senior Will Howard, who I think is going to be really good. Um so is he as, as talented of a prospect as Caleb Downs? No. Who might or might not be second on my list. And man, it's tough to pick because all these guys coming back too. I know. Um, and Bill <laughs> O'Brien. But I'm going with Will Howard, number one. What do you got, RB? To me, the thing I'm most excited about this offseason is Caleb Downs for multiple reasons. One, obviously he's a great safety and there possibly was a hole there. So he fills that. Two, it moves Sonny Styles, I think, to linebacker, yes. which I think Amen. is his future position uh, anyway. So the sooner he gets there, the better for him and his pro career. And three, Caleb Downs is a pretty good punt returner, too. Yes. And that's something yes. that Ohio State Woo. has been lacking. So I think this Caleb Downs 
deal is huge. I love that you said that because guess what I was doing yesterday? I was watching clips of him returning punts. <laughs> and I forget which team it was against. Maybe he had a it was, touchdown. This yeah, maybe it was Auburn. Uh, but he had an unbelievable punt return for a touchdown. I'll have to go back and, and rewatch that. I'm very happy to do so. He also led Alabama in tackles as a true freshman. Yes. Defensive back. It's one thing if you're a true freshman, like middle linebacker, you're going to fall in Dude, if you're a true freshman safety at Alabama, no less, and you lead your team in tackle, over 100 tackles as a true freshman, this kid is a stud. There's a reason he was the number one safety in the country, number one player in the portal. Great job by this Ohio State staff. All right, where are you going next? By the way, I'm watching that punt return right now. <laughs> Scott, Scott. It, it was an 85-yard punt return for a touchdown. It was against, it looks like it was Chattanooga. So, all right, so it wasn't a humongous Not, not game, quite Auburn. But, it was during that, that uh, as they call the SEC bye week there, yes. before they played the rivalry games. But yes. seriously, he, he caught the punt at the, at the 15, made a little spin move, going up the middle, and there he goes! Number he's two. he's going to score a touchdown. Love it. Number Love it. two. He's going to look good wearing that number two yeah we got a pretty good number two on offense too my number two is is caleb downs okay yep i can't pick between all the guys coming back i was trying to think who'd be my number one between all the guys coming back i have an idea so i'm going my number two's caleb downs i can't pick between the guys coming back i just i grouped those guys i just it's it's just i still can't believe they're all coming back because we knew marv was leaving okay my number two dave and i love that call out of you is quinshawn judkins and partially because of the way he did it. All right. He announced that he was transferring to Ohio State right as those idiots up north were winning a national championship. All right. That was awesome how he did it. So I think partially I'm ranking him number two as far as the news because of how he did it. I'm going to go Quinshawn at number two. We're going to continue this. Yes. We're going to rank our favorite Woo. Ohio State football offseason moves so far. There's been so many. We're going to run out of space. That's coming up next on The Money. More of Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Coming up on ONN. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. So, 83 days till spring game, and I can't wait already. I mean, <laughs> this is going to be fantastic. What an offseason it has been for Ohio State football. We are going around, and we are power ranking our favorite news from the last three weeks in Ohio State football. We're going to continue those power rankings in just a minute. But first, an on-the-money action update brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Broken screen blues from throwing your phone after losing a bet. Visit a local mobile center store. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the college football national championship. And these odds have been a moving because George is the favorite at plus 360. Ohio State now plus 550 to win next year's national championship. Texas is plus 850. Alabama 11 to 1. Do they even have enough guys to put a team together at this point? But Alabama is 11 to 1. Michigan is 12 to 1. Ole Miss 12 to 1. And Oregon, that's in the Big Ten. Oregon in the Big Ten, 12 to 1. All right, let's continue, Dave, with our power rankings of Ohio State news. I had uh, Downs, the news on Friday night at number one, and I had Quinshawn Judkins transferring in, partially because of the timing and how he did it at number two. You had at number one, go ahead. I had Will Howard one, Caleb Downs two. Now, 
fully recognizing Caleb Downs is the more talented prospect, but just because it's so important, quarterback's the most important position on the field. Yep. They frankly would have been okay at safety. Like Lathan Ransom's another one that came back that I didn't initially have on my radar, but still, man, to get QB1, and I think he's going to have a really good year. Is he going to be Justin Fields coming in here? No, but he's going to be very good. So I have Howard one, Caleb Downs two. Ryan, remind us your number one. Give us your number two. Uh, my number one was Caleb, Caleb Downs. Downs. I went right. with that. My number two is Bill O'Brien. And not necessarily because I want him to take over play calling, but I think Ryan Day was affected when Kevin Wilson left. Uh, you know, a veteran eye in the sky. I don't know if they had that. Uh, the past couple of years, Bill Bill O'Brien's a guy that's done it as a head coach, not only in college, but in the NFL as well. I think him being up there and helping mentor Ryan Day. Remember, Ryan Day was never a head coach before he got the head coaching job at Ohio State. This is not the place to be learning. You know, you can't have your training wheels on. So I think Bill, Bill O'Brien will help with that. Bill O'Brien also turned Matt McGloin at Penn State into an NFL quarterback. Now, he was never a star in the NFL, but he was on NFL rosters for a while. And when he left, Christian Hackenberg tanked. Christian Hackenberg actually had a pretty good freshman season at Penn State. And when Bill O'Brien was gone, he was lost. So he can also help Ryan Day with the quarterbacks. So I think this veteran presence of Bill O'Brien is really going to help Ryan Day. I thought he was going to completely steal my thunder with what he was saying. He he stole most of it. I was really worried. Yes, I. so my number three is Bill O'Brien. You have him too. I have three Bill O'Brien. And what I wrote down next to him is what it represents, especially if you look at it from Ryan Day's perspective. If you're an Ohio State fan and you're thinking, is he really going to give up play calling duties? Like, And, and it shows that Ryan Day has... You know, it's he's not worried about like um, his ego or anything like that. Like Bill O'Brien is a strong personality, as Ryan just articulated. We know he's got experience as a head coach at Penn State, head coach in the NFL with the Texans, had a winning record with the Texans, uh, offensive coordinator experience at the highest levels of college and the NFL. And for Ryan Day to bring him in, I'm not going to act like Bill O'Brien's like the best coach in the world, but like. I just love what that represents because this is what I wanted. We talked about this a lot. Like, I was like, I'll believe it when I see it because calling plays is Ryan Day's baby. Well, now you can see it. And uh, so I have, you know, just kind of what it represents. It just, it's just everything that's kind of come together with all the guys coming back, the guys that are getting in the portal, what they're doing in recruiting, and now with the coaching staff. And he's got one more move to make on the coaching staff. So I'll go Bill O'Brien number three. Guys, I am sticking with Bill O'Brien at number three as well. I love it. <clears throat> when the news came out, I was pumped. I thought that this was a grand slam. Uh, no doubt about it. Great hire. Now, there were a lot of people out there on Twitter and, and some fans and some people that texted me. They're like, eh, Bill O'Brien. And I'm like, this dude has the best references in the world. All right. This guy coached <laughs> under Nick Saban. Coached under Bill Belichick. And oh, by the way, as you mentioned, Dave, was very successful at Penn State, was very successful as a head coach at the Texans. This is a grand slam. And here's how I look at it, guys. I think that Bill O'Brien won't be here very long. I think it might be a one or two years and he's gone. I agree. But I think part of his job has to be getting Brian Hartline ready to be the next guy, right? I hope, I hope down the line in the next year or two that Brian Hartline is ready to take the reins and be the offensive coordinator. He is, or be the, the play caller. He's not there yet, right? You don't want him necessarily calling plays yet because of the inexperience. But I think going forward, I would love for him to learn under Bill O'Brien and eventually be the guy who's calling plays when Bill O'Brien eventually leaves. 
Eventually, we're going to get into NFL betting for later today, yes. looking back on yesterday. Trust me, we have a longer show today. If We have 45 extra minutes with you. But up next, we're going to keep doing this Ohio State power ranking of the offseason. That's coming up next on The Money. This is Hollywood Casinos on The Money. On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's going to be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave. But a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. You got to pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play to set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy real estate as is fast for cash. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family. I even buy my tenants won't pay me the rent houses. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-472-000, 614-472-000. Having health insurance is important. So, if you or anyone in your family has Medicaid or CHIP, listen up. Check your mail for a renewal form from your state. Complete the form and mail it back right away so you don't lose your coverage. If you do lose Medicaid or CHIP, visit healthcare.gov to see if you're eligible to enroll in a low-cost, quality health plan. Keep your family covered. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Do you want a job that is flexible, secure, and fun? It also offers excellent pay and is ranked as one of the best jobs in America, too. I'm talking about being a dental hygienist. And all you have to do is complete a two-year program after high school. Visit ODA.org to learn more and to start helping people love their smile. This message is brought to you by the members of the Ohio Dental Association. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. Our one affiliate, WBNS-TV in Columbus, has more. Haley Kirby, reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate, WKYC-TV in Cleveland, explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson, in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from, from the Ohio, Ohio News Network. The spotted lanternfly is an invasive plant hopper native to Eastern Asia. Today, it's found in 14 states, including Ohio. The beautifully colored insects bring stress to the host plant, often contributing to its decline. Juvenile spotted lanternflies, known as nymphs, and adults prefer to feed on the invasive tree of heaven, but also feed on a wide range of crops, plants, and trees. If you suspect a spotted lanternfly infestation, contact an ISA-certified arborist near you. To learn more, visit trees4ohio.org. That's trees4ohio.org. The Fan. The Fan. Ohio sports destination. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. On ONN. All right. We like to rank things on this show, and that's what we're doing right now. It's been such a tremendous offseason for Ohio State. It feels like it was just like three weeks ago where everybody was jumping off the Lane Avenue Bridge, wanting Ryan Day fired. Oh, that was just three weeks ago. Since then, it's just been a steady stream of fantastic news. We are power ranking 
our favorite moves for Ohio State football thus far this offseason. I believe Ryan is up. Is that yep, right? Number Ryan's three number Ryan. three. My number three, guys, is Denzel Burke. I think this guy, if he'd have went pro, I think he would have got with workouts in the combines, and I think he would have got himself into a first-round pick. I think he's that good. A lot of teams don't even want to throw the ball towards him. He's blanketing these guys so good. I think he could possibly, with a good year, push himself into the top 10 of the NFL draft. I think he'll probably be the best cornerback in all of college football next year. You can never have too much depth, and man, with him... And Ignosin and Hancock and Jermaine Matthews, I think they are just absolutely loaded in that cornerback room. And I think Denzel Burke is going to be the leader of that. And I, I think that's just huge that he's here. You know, it's funny because I'm looking at the list and we could go 10 deep on this list oh, easily. I, oh, I, yeah, I got like about 12 written down, I think. Yeah, and we're only going to do top five, but it's the top five Favorite pieces of news that's come out over the last couple weeks in Ohio State football. Maybe we'll do top five. We started doing top three, then we made it top five. It's going to turn into top 15. Top, top 25? Probably. <laughs> like top Probably. 25. Uh, well, the, the, the we got to get the OU tight end transfer. I'm actually right. like that. I think he's going to be really good. The yeah. OU, the uh, uh, Kazmarek, am I getting his name right? Kazmarek. Will Kazmarek. Will 6'6". 257 can catch the ball. He's, I'm not acting like he's going to be like um, the next Ricky Dudley or anything like that. Um, but even getting him. Yeah. So he's on my list too. We're going to do That's top the NIT, 25. Right. If we were doing the, the 64 team it, bracket, he'd be in the NIT. No, he'd be a Cinderella in the, in the big <laughs> a dance. A 12 seed. It'd the be f- like the first four. He'd be like a Loyola yeah. Chicago. You know, <laughs> he'd be playing in Dayton. Nah, he'd be a Loyola <laughs> Chicago. He'd make a deep run, and, you know. Oh, man, too much fun. (laughs) And it is. It's been great news for three weeks. All right, I will go with pick number four, guys. Uh, Again, I have Caleb Downs at one. I have the Quinshawn Judkins, which you guys haven't even brought up yet, as number two, partially because of the way he did it. I've got the Bill O'Brien hiring as number three. And at number four, I am going to agree with Ryan. I'm going to put Denzel Burke in there. And it was tough because Emeka coming back and Travion coming back and all that, uh, I, I have Denzel as the most important return e so i've got him at number four do you have will howard off the board yet nope will howard still on my board scotty vegas hates will howard breaking news will if you're listening to the show i love you (laughs) uh welcome to columbus sir all right fourth for me is quinshawn judkins i'd like to parlay that with trey coming back as a lot of people no parlay i'm just gonna stick with judkins here's the thing though there's a lot of people who know their stuff who are reporting things like, listen, if Judkins comes here, that's great, but that means Trey's going to leave. Or if Judkins knows that Trey's going to stay, Judkins won't come. The fact that Judkins is coming is fantastic. And Trey's also coming back. Are you kidding me? And with Trey, Trey's so explosive, but with his durability issues, and Judkins has shown no durability issues during his two years at Ole Miss, I, I think that's just a, a tremendous tandem. And just getting him alone would have been nice. The fact that you parlay that with Trey coming back, but I'll stick with, I'll, I'll stay by the rules. Quinshawn Judkins is my number four. Mr. Baker. Uh, my next one is another transfer from Alabama. Mm-hmm. Seth McLaughlin. I mean, we saw how bad it was in the middle of that offensive line in the Cotton Bowl. You've lost Matt Jones. I don't know if McLaughlin's going to be the center. We saw the snapping issues or if they'll move him to right guard. I'm not sure. But over 1,800 snaps, and he's given up one sack in his college career. And it's not like he was playing nobody. He was playing for Alabama in the SEC, over 20 starts. I think that's huge for this offensive line. The more bullets in the chamber on the offensive line, the better. 
Uh, that's a good call. That's a good call. I didn't have him in my... I, I actually have gone eight deep now in writing these out. And <laughs> I, know, I didn't it's... have McLaughlin in there, but that is a good call because that has been such a uh, a problem for Ohio State was the offensive line this year. So starting to fix that, I agree with you on that at number four. All right, at number five for me, I'm going to go Will Howard. All right, I, I, he's, okay. got, he's I like, on my list. Geez. But I, and I I'm very him. excited Will's about him. Will's a big guy. I didn't want him to come down here and get mad at you like in person. <laughs> yes. He's like 6'5", 240. And I thought that Ohio State made an enormous mistake last year not addressing the quarterback position in the transfer portal so getting it done this year getting it with the experience that will howard has i got him at number five okay i've got denzel burke at five ryan give us your fifth and then uh, we need to take a break at number five i'm going quinshawn judkins you needed depth in that running back room and man you got the top one out there and i think i think he leads this team in rushing this year okay so you have our top five we'll go back through that um later in the show and we're going to give you even more we're going to go six through eight at least probably give you, give you the top 10 for each of us let's go to top 10 we're going to do that later in the show but up next we're going to talk nfl betting we're going to look back on yesterday's game we're going to look ahead to today's games in the nfl that's coming up next on the money more of hollywood casinos on the money on the money presented by ohio for responsible gambling coming up on onn now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. From ONN. Welcome back to On the Money. Our number one goal on this show is to help you make money in your gambling. So we're going to do that now with talking NFL and this On the Money action update, which is brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Want to watch the big game during your kids' exciting sporting events or you're bored at work? Then pick up a portable charger at the Mobile Center so you will never run out of the juice. Let's look at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the NFL games today. You You've got Detroit and Tampa Bay. Detroit is a six-point favorite, minus 280 on the money line. If you like Tampa Bay to pull off the upset, they are plus 220 on the money line. The over-under on that game is 49-and-a-half. And then... The heavyweight battle, the one we've been looking forward to. It's the Bills and the Chiefs. Bills are a three-point favorite right now over the Chiefs. Bills are minus 150 on the money line. Chiefs plus 130. The over-under on that game is 45 and a half. Let's talk about that game first, Dave, and the weather. By the way, that's huge, right? That's going to be very important for tonight. It is going to be frigid again in Buffalo. I think I saw that the temperature is going to be 11 degrees. Again, they got people to go over there with their shows, with their snow shovels and are shoveling out the snow out of the seats, clearing a path. I showed you guys last week. We were at the casino, all three of us together, and I showed you guys the, the video of a Pittsburgh Steeler fan just clearing the snow so that his kids could sit down and watch watch the game and I'm like you know what that's father of the year right there because those kids are always going to remember hey remember when dad pushed that snow out of the way so we could sit in the negative degree temperature and watch the the Steelers but it was an awesome thing weather very important I like the under today I really do it in the Chiefs Bills what's your favorite bet in that game oh geez I have I have PTSD from the under, uh, taking the under last week. I was thinking for sure yeah. it'd be the under, and then uh, it, w- it wasn't even clear. I doubled down during the game, too. Oh, I don't know. Let me think about that. Um, I would say I got a couple of player props I like in that one. I'm going to stick with uh, I'm going to stick with the Dalton Kincaid train. Worked for me last week. I like the over 39 and a half 
receiving yards for Kincaid. Um, Gabe Davis still out for the Bills, even though you know it's cold weather. I mean, Kincaid getting 40 yards seems very reasonable. I like the over there. And I like over 61 and a half rushing yards for Pacheco. You're going to have to run the ball today, and I don't, that's not even that many. That's not even that many rushing yards. So Pacheco, um, I think they're going to rely on him to some degree. I'm not acting like he's going to get 100 yards, but 62 yards, I think he'll get there. So I like the over on Pacheco. As far as like um, the line itself, if I had to bet, I would take the Bills and lay the three, but man, I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it, but if you said you have to bet one way or the other, you taking the plus three for Chiefs, minus three Bills, I would go minus three Bills. I'm going Bills too. You and I were talking about this a couple weeks ago. I even have a little side bet with my guy Ryan here Ryan on, on the game. I love the Bills. I think the Bills have a great chance to go on and win the Super Bowl. That's how high I am on them, and I think they're going to win tonight, and here's the deal for me, when you're, and I'm glad you brought up player props because here's how I go about about trying to figure out what player prop I want to take. I look at the last five games that these guys have played, and Pacheco over the last five games has been awesome, right? If you look at his totals, uh, and, and again, throw out the games at the very end of the regular season, uh, you know, some of these guys may have played a little bit, but those were meaningless games. But for me, Pacheco over the last five games has been very, very good. And I like your, your player prop number there. As far as the game, I like Buffalo. I, you know, I'm given the three points. I, I, I just think the way Buffalo is playing right now is better than how Kansas City is playing. So give me, I'm going to give the three points. Let's go to the other game in a dome. You got a nice, uh, this is kind of the appetizer, right? For the big dinner, which is Chiefs Bills, but we got the great appetizer of Bucks and Lions. Two surprising teams at the beginning of the year. If you said these are the two teams that are playing, one of them is going to go to the NFC Championship, you would have been like, what? Are you kidding me? <laughs> right. But we got it, and it's Goff versus Baker Mayfield. Who do you like in that one? I think the Lions are going to win. I feel good for Lions fans, um, and I've always kind of liked them anyway because going back to my, my childhood with uh, Chris Spielman was one of my favorite Ohio State players, and then, of course, Barry. Who doesn't like Barry Sanders? Um, so I feel good for Lions fans. So I think they're going to win. However, Scotty, I don't know about laying the six. If I had to bet point spread, I'd probably take the six and, and you know go with the Bucks. But I think straight up, I think the Lions are going to win. A player prop I like in this one, you mentioned, like look at uh, recent games. So the last two games for Rashad White, uh, including a playoff game and including a game that basically was a playoff game to get in the playoffs. Rashad White last two games has had 75 and 72 rushing yards. His over-under, the one that's, I mean, you can move it. You can go up or down. But his one that's pretty much even money, 56 and a half. I like the over of 56 and a half rushing yards for Rashad White today. Okay, I like that as well. So here's the deal with with Detroit for me. I, what a story they've been. You, you look at the fans, you hear about you know the, the fans that have just suffered through so much. It feels so good of what they're doing. I think they continue it. I think they win today, but I'm with you. I would take the plus six. I mean, what Baker Mayfield has done recently, and this is a good offense, right? Tampa Bay has been moving the ball, and they are on quite the win streak. I like the plus six points as well. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk Ohio State hoops. The losing streak is over. Let's go. All right, next, Ohio State hoops on the money. This is Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. From ONN. You're listening to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. On ONN. Just when we thought Scotty was out, they 
pull them back in. Let's go. Ohio State men's basketball. They are on a one-game winning streak after yesterday's thrilling 79 to 67 win over Penn State. They got up 16 to nothing and they just kind of coasted from there. Yep. <laughs> I'm sure there, there were some nervous uh, probably moments when it was got, got down to what? Did it get down to like 10 or something like that? Mm-hmm. People are probably thinking, oh, here we go again because they had an 18 point lead in state college and blew it earlier this year. And, um, Holtman's been known for January swoons. They were on a three-game losing streak. But now, Scotty, they're sitting there at three and four in the Big Ten. There's a log jam there after the top three. You got three Big Ten teams that are good. They're ranked. And then there's a huge log jam there. Ohio State, you know, they don't have to be they're not gonna get in the top three. If they can just get the job done, they can sneak up there and maybe get as high as fourth or fifth. Yeah, earlier this week, so ESPN obviously is already doing their bracketology. Joe Lenardi is already putting out who his 68 teams are. Ohio State was in the list of last four in earlier in the week after that three-game losing streak. But you get the win. This was this was must win, right? Penn State's terrible. They are not good. And I know they got the win over Wisconsin earlier in the week, and that was a very nice win for them. But they're not good. You had to win that game at home. It, you know, I know coaches don't want to say it's must win time, that kind of thing. Yesterday was must win or this was going to turn into an absolute disaster. Now, I will say the fact that Ohio State got the win the way they did with Bruce Thornton ending up with three points in 32 minutes. Bruce shot one for nine, one for seven from three, and they still one comfortably. That's a good sign, right? The fact that other guys stepped up. Evan Mahaffey, 16 points. Really good performance. Love what you got out of him. Uh, the fact that you were three for 18 from three. That's terrible, right? Those are, that's a horrible percentage. 16%. 16% from three. And you still never really had a sweat in this game after the comfortable lead. They got to figure out the shooting though. Dave, you cannot continue to shoot. Like that Michigan game, they shot horribly from three. This Penn State game, they shot horribly from three. Going forward, they have to get that figured out because this next week, you're going on the road. You're playing at Nebraska. You're playing at Northwestern. Those are your next two games. Ohio State hasn't won a road game since January 1st, not of 2024, but of 2023. So it's been over a year, almost a year and a month. That's got to be a school record. Yeah, I hope. We'd have to look that up, but I I can't imagine there's ever been a time where Ohio State's gone 13 months without winning a road game. Maybe mid-90s. Maybe the the Randy Ayers years. The one, so the 94-95, they were awful. They were 6-22, and I believe. But they might have won a, I mean, but then that extends into the next year, though. The previous year, you got to go a whole season, basically. Well, not a whole season, but at least a whole Big Ten season. Well, remember much. Jim O'Brien's very first year also. They were 8-22. and 22. That was Michael yeah. Red's freshman year. So maybe they didn't win on the road that year. But anyway, anyway. that streak has to end this week yes. because Nebraska and Northwestern, very winnable games. You can get yourself back on the right side of the 500 number in the Big Ten because Ohio State is 3-4. and four. You got to be able to steal one on the road because the schedule doesn't get easier because you also have Illinois, who's in the top 25 and a very good team. And now they got their best player back. And Shannon is back. Yeah. So, yeah, this is this is a big week. Got to find a way to end that bad road streak. Let's do it. Speaking of Ohio State basketball, let's touch on the women's team. Yes. They are not really welcoming in Caitlin Clark. <laughs> She's coming here, though. My goodness gracious. Can the, 
Lady Bucks pull this out today. They've got a really good team, but Iowa, what are they ranked? Second in the country. Only South Carolina's ranked ahead of them. Iowa's really good. Ohio State's really good. Ohio State's ranked 18th or 15th, depending on what poll you look at. Um, and they've got pretty much everybody except for Mike Sell back from last year's team that got to the Elite Eight. So um, I really like this team, but my gosh. Kaylin Clark, the Steph Curry of women's basketball. It's unbelievable. And, and like the fact that she's still here as a senior, I think that's like a WNBA rule. I don't know. I don't follow the WNBA. I think like she had to come back. I don't think she even, she could have left early. I could be wrong, but man, we'll see what happens. Do you have a line? Do we know, is there a betting line that we can pull up here? Um, I also want to find out the over on if they, if they're doing player props. I want to find out the over under for Caitlin Clark. But anyway, that game is, is it high noon today. Yeah, and right here on the fan, right? 97.1, the fan will have it for you. Iowa at Ohio State. Let's see if the Buckeyes can pull this off. Yeah, I'm going through and I'm looking at Caitlin Clark's last five games. You're, you're talking about over, over, uh, over, under point totals. Last five games, she scored 32, 30, 26, 29, and 40. I mean, the lowest, her worst game, she scored 26 points. And oh, by the way, in that game, 10 rebounds and 10 assists. So she had one good game, basically. <laughs> yeah. 40. If she's, she needs to be scoring at least 40 a game, right? Wasn't getting any rebounds in that game. She got 40 points, but only one rebound. Jeez, let, let, me the go, glass. let me go a little further on this. By the way, I've been in here looking for betting lines on this game. I cannot find any anywhere. Uh, but her five games in her career against Ohio State. Oh, boy. 27, 30. 28, 30, 43, averaging 31.6, and she's averaging 31 points on the year this year. Hold her under 30, they win. So you're saying she's pretty good? She's decent. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of, you know. Sold out, though. Maybe, this is awesome. Maybe the largest crowd ever in Ohio State women's basketball history. And Absolutely. we're not talking Covelli Center. This is sold out. The shot is sold out, right? They oh, No, it's more than a sellout, though, because they Standing opened room. the top. You normally women's games at Ohio State, the top isn't open; it's roped off. Oh, this is like back in the so day, it's like a when full shot mm-hmm. when the no shot curtain. when the shot first opened and it would sell out, or when Mata was here would have oh, sellouts. Oh, back I in the day. That. Now, if they get like like ten thousand fans, like for a men's game, it's like wow, big crowd today. <laughs> It's like it whole, almost holds twice that much, but yeah, okay. So let's go, let's go, Buckeyes, get it done. Let's go, J.C. Sheldon, Cody McMahon. And the ladies get it done today. Let's go. By the way, I- I'm looking for a spread as well, and you know what? I'm not seeing anything. I, I there are, somebody if somebody I've sees it, everywhere. Tweet us in. they're afraid that Scotty Vegas is going to put like a, a cool grand down. <laughs> they don't want any part of that noise. All right, up next, where is Jim Harbaugh going to end up? Where is Bill Belichick going to end up? We will opine on that next on the money. Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Coming up on ONN. Hey folks, it's game day and the betting's gonna be intense, Drew. You said it, Dave. But a good pregame routine keeps betting responsible. That's right. You gotta pause before you play. Good call. Sports betting is hot, but it can be risky. And pausing to set limits is an all-star move. That's right, Dave. If you bet on sports, pause before you play to set limits, recognize the risk, and know when to stop. Learn more at pausebeforeyouplay.org. Have you ever thought about having a podiatric physician examine your feet? 
Doctors of podiatric medicine set broken bones, perform wound care, and remove bunions. Common health issues that they treat include ingrown or fungal nails, corns, warts, and skin problems like athlete's foot. Foot exams are easy and can prevent many foot problems. If you can't walk, work, or enjoy sports activities without pain, what are you waiting for? To find a podiatric physician who is a member of the Ohio Foot and Ankle Medical Association, visit associationsadvanceohio.com. The spotted lanternfly is an invasive plant hopper native to Eastern Asia. Today, it's found in 14 states, including Ohio. The beautifully colored insects bring stress to the host plant, often contributing to its decline. Juvenile spotted lanternflies, known as nymphs, and adults prefer to feed on the invasive tree of heaven, but also feed on a wide range of crops, plants, and trees. If you suspect a spotted lanternfly infestation, contact an ISA-certified arborist near you. To learn more, visit trees4ohio.org. That's trees4ohio.org. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-470-2000, 614-470-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. Give us a call today for an all-cash offer at 614-470-2000, 614 614- for seventy two thousand, would it be convenient for you if you could simply take what you wanted and leave the rest behind? Great, I'll buy it. I buy vacant properties, inherited homes, divorce situations, death in the family, apartment buildings, rental portfolios. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. Call TurboTrack Realty today for an all cash offer and speak with one of our friendly staff members at 614 614-470-2000. 614-470-2000. The ONN Daily Podcast. Get a recap of all the day's news from across the state. ONN affiliate WBNS-TV in Columbus has more. Haley Kirby reporting in downtown Toledo. From the State House. Kevin Landers. ONN Canton. ONN affiliate WKYC-TV in Cleveland explains. In Marietta, Brett Wharf, ONN News. Emma Henderson in Genoa. The ONN Daily Podcast. Listen at onnradio.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts from the Ohio News Network. Fan, Ohio sports destination. Now back to Hollywood Casinos on the money. On the money. Presented by Ohio for responsible gambling. From ONN. It's the first time you guys can remember knowing who Bill O'Brien was when he was with the Patriots and he chewed out Tom Brady on the sidelines. I don't think I knew who he was before that. I'm like. This guy's got some stones. Yeah. <laughs> He's chewing out Tom Brady. Um, so Bill O'Brien coming. We're, we're going to get back to our um, Ohio State power rankings, all the great stuff that's happened during the offseason later in the show. But right now, I want to talk NFL coaching moves, NFL coaching carousel. Where is Jim Harbaugh going to end up? Is he going to come back to Michigan? Is he going to go to the Atlanta Falcons where he's going to have a second interview? Or is he going to wind up with the L.A. Chargers? I'm going with the latter. I think he's going to... Wind up with the Chargers. Florio from Pro Football talked at a piece yesterday. The one thing that could be holding things up, Scotty, you were just asking me, like, what's holding this up? Could be that, that Harbaugh's wanting as much money as possible. And the Spanoses have a little bit of uh, old school Mike Brown in them. So it's a different day for the Bengals. But Mike Brown used to be known as the cheapest guy in the NFL. The Spanos family, um, not known as people that like to, to spend a lot. So that could be the hang up there. That being said, Scotty, I still think Harbaugh is going to wind up with the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, this is interesting. So I just pulled up some betting odds on where will Jim Harbaugh end up. And these have 
changed, right? This is changing by the day of, of what they think will happen. Now, this was from two days ago. This is uh, basically they have Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan at plus 175. They have him going to the Chargers at plus 225. The Falcons at six to one, the Raiders, which now is not happening, right? Raiders just made their hire. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was seven to one. Any other NFL team, 14 to one. So that's from two days ago, the odds on where Jim Harbaugh goes. And they've changed because the Chargers were a huge favorite, but it is kind of strange that this is taking so long. Like you would think that, okay, if he is going to be the Chargers head coach, that this would be figured out. But it sounds like Atlanta might be going in for a second interview. I know Atlanta's also talking to Bill Belichick. So I think you're right. I think this is all about the money. On the money. I love plus 225 odds for Harbaugh to the Chargers. Yeah. I'm going to jump on that. I'm going to jump on that. Probably uh, during the commercial break, I'm going (laughs) to jump on that. Plus 225, I think it's going to happen. I think right now it's just typical negotiations. Obviously, it's Harbaugh's agent talking with... The Chargers brass. It's on Harbaugh himself. I think the Chargers want him, and I think he wants to go there. You know, I mean, think about it. Other than Michigan, his alma mater, his entire coaching career has been in the state of California. He started at San Diego, University of San Diego, 1AA slash FCS. Then he goes to Stanford. Then he goes to the 49ers. He met his current wife in the state of California. He's not a California boy, but he even finished his NFL career playing for the Chargers. His final two years, he played for the Chargers. Do you guys want Jim Harbaugh gone? I would love for him to come back for one more year. Cause I think, I mean, this Ohio state is building a juggernaut and yep. I had to do a hit on CBS HQ yesterday. And I was, we were talking about all the, all the guys coming back and Caleb Downs coming in and just but how crazy it's been. And I said, listen, I am never a national championship or bust guy in college football. Cause like so much has to go right. A little bit of a crap shoot. I might have to reassess that this year. Like Ohio, it feels like. It is national championship or bust, and I'm leaning national championship. Like they had, this is a loaded roster, loaded coaching staff. They're so motivated. Yeah, I'd like for Tarbaugh to come back for another year and face the music, face whatever the NCAA has coming for him, which is another reason I think he's definitely going to the NFL. He's going to Pete Carroll his way to the NFL. Pete knew it was coming to USC. Jim knows what's coming. So I want him to face the music for the NCAA, but most importantly, Scotty, I would love for him to have to come to Columbus without Connor Stallions next to him, you know, his little puppet boy, and face this Ohio State team in the horseshoe. I want to see that. I kind of feel the exact same way. Part of me was like, yeah, get Harbaugh out of there. I'd love to see the demise of the program and all these guys transfer out, kind of like what happened with Alabama recently. That would be kind of fun to witness, but i also like to witness Ohio State kicking his butt in Columbus next November. I would absolutely love that. What about Belichick? I'm thinking Falcons? Yeah, again, second interview, but why is this not done yet? Get it done. I don't know. Maybe they're worried he can't win Super Bowls. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're still mad at him about the Super Bowl that he uh, he took from them. All right. The first hour of the show is in the books. If you are listening on the fan, stick around for the second hour and more. This is On The Money. And now back to a show featuring two dudes who have been kicked out of their homes by angry wives. This pretty much sums up every show we have here on The Fan. You're listening to On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Well, sounds like we're in good company then. Yeah. Welcome back to On The Money. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Scott Prokop. Of course, we like to call him Scotty Vegas. We have producer Ryan Baker at the controls. 
And Ryan Baker, right about now, it is time for the Parlay Party. Hit it, my friend. Let's go! The Parlay Party is where we celebrate anything we want to celebrate. Could be a nice parlay that we hit. Could be anything at all. Scotty Vegas, what are you celebrating? Well, first off, I'm celebrating the fact that the Ohio State basketball team is off the schneid. They got a win over Penn State yesterday. And the fact that today we get the excitement of the shot being sold out. That's huge. Not just the lower bowl. The entire arena is sold out for Ohio State, Iowa women's basketball today. That is going to be so much fun over there. I'm excited for everybody who gets to be in that arena. That is so cool. Ohio State women's basketball taking on Iowa today. And you can hear it here on the fan. Uh, The other thing is, oh, by the way, Friday night, that Caleb Downs news, I went heavy. Heavy on betting Ohio State to win the national championship boy. for this next year. I took Ohio State just straight up I, uh, to win the national championship. But then I decided I'm going to throw in Ohio State to win the national championship and the 49ers to win the Super Bowl. So I parlayed that together. That got a little dicey last night. But fortunately, San Francisco did end up coming through against the Packers last night. So I've got that. And then I also did another parlay where it's Ohio State to win the national championship. It's the 49ers to win the Super Bowl with Purdue to win the NCAA tournament. So those three together, I just threw a little bit on that and got amazing odds. So the fact that I got Ohio State at 6-1 to one to win the national championship, I am thrilled about Ryan. What are you celebrating on this Sunday? Well, Scotty, just for you, I'm excited about that Buckeye Hoops win Woo! yesterday. I was really, I mean, I know you're on the Awaken 180 plan and you're losing weight and you're uh, looking good and taking your health into your own hands, but I was worried about your health with this Buckeye <laughs> basketball team. You still should be. I thought we might have a Scotty stroke. <laughs> he's going to be skinny, but yeah, he's going to have some type of medical issue, but he's going to be skinny when he does it. So for that reason, I'm happy. I also hit a little NFL parlay yesterday, yeah. so I was excited about that. It wasn't as good as it could have been if the Texans would have just scored one more point for me and hit that over, but it pushed, so I still hit three legs, so that was good. Uh, Also, guys... I'm getting ready to head to St. Louis, and I know for most people that's not a huge deal, but I'm going to do a quick little Tuesday-Wednesday trip out there. It's a halfway point for me uh, and one of my best friends who lives in Kansas City. We're going to watch the uh, Jackets and the Blues, you know, get that's up cool. for the for a Tuesday night meeting, uh, hang out, do a little drinking, and re- can, uh, get get together again. So uh, tequila? I'm pretty pumped about that. Maybe for you, we'll do a little tequila as well. I'm sure bourbon will be on the list, yes. though. And Dave, I know you hit a little parlay last night as well. I did, yes. Uh, it was really like two nights ago was the big one. I had a three-leg parlay for the Aussie Open. I give Ryan a little credit here because he he correctly called us out. He's like, the Aussie Open's been going on for like at least a day now, and you guys haven't made any bets yet. So I made a three-leg parlay, and I got a profit boost. It had to be three legs for me to get the profit boost. So I took Nuno Borges, who's from Portugal, to beat Grigor Dimitrov. I got plus 1,000 odds on that, but I had to get two more in there for the three-leg parlay, so I threw in Carlos Alcaraz on the money line over somebody I've never heard of, and then Novak Djokovic on the money line against Adrian Manorino. Nice. cash, baby. $10 turned into $130. Oh, baby. I love it.
Ten dollars into one. Ten dollars turned into. Who's the guy so who beat Dimitrov? It was plus uh, thirteen hundred when I was all plus twelve seventy three to be exact. Nuno Borges, a twenty six year old from Portugal. Okay, I yeah. knew I should have bet Nuno. <laughs> Got to bet Nuno when he's playing Grigor. Oh man, they don't they don't have any love. Um, I love tennis other, betting. It is. It's it's sneaky good. It really is. Um, also, I mean, I've got to celebrate Ohio State's offseason. We've been talking about it, and we're going to get back to our power rankings later in the show. We've done our top five. Each of us have given our top five moves that we've liked the most this offseason. And my gosh, it's it's really hard ranking these because there's like 10 of them that I love. Um, so we're going to get back to that. But guys, I'm celebrating Ohio State having a tremendous offseason. It's almost like too good to be true. Yes. There's certain things that happen sometimes in sports, whether it's your team going on a run where it's like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. Or like I've, I make the, what's going on right now with the Ohio state football reminds me of the off season and basketball. As I said earlier with Thad Mata, when he brought in the Thad five, it was like the first domino was Daquan cook. And if you remember, that was a big deal because he was a five-star recruit. And then it was like, are they going to get Odin and Conley? There was a lot of stuff. I'm like, come on, they're, are they really going to? Yeah, they got Odin and Conley. Then they, you know, David Lighty. And then it's like Othella Hunter. It's like, geez, are these guys going to live up to it? Oh, they lived up to it. They got all the way to the national championship game. And it's like certain times, I just remember that offseason, like it, it was crazy. It feels like that, but maybe even like more so. I know it's football because you have like a lot more players. Maybe that's why it feels that way. But all the guys coming back, all the guys are getting from the portal, the Bill O'Brien news. Ryan Day, if people are familiar with the movie Godfather 1, at the end of the movie, he, he's like turned into like Michael Corleone. I mean, scorched earth. I mean, he's just, listen, it's like, if you think he, uh, people were saying, oh, Ryan, I think Ryan Day's not, I think he's soft. He's not the Ryan Day of 2019. I mean, Ryan Day's going scorched earth, and I love it. It's incredible. It's been an unbelievable run. It's almost like you wake up every day and you're like, What's the good news that's happening today? I mean, that's <laughs> right, that's how it is. Right. And I got to tell you guys a funny story. So uh, Friday night, I placed those bets on Ohio State to win the national championship. Really excited about it. You know how I woke up Saturday morning? I woke up and I was like... Well, what about the punting situation? Who's going to come in and punt? I mean, that was the first thing. I woke up at like 7.30 in the morning, and the first thing in my mind was, well, we got to figure out special teams here. <laughs> I mean, that, that's I mean, that's how crazy they it have is. They another Aussie. The guy I that must read, have been dreaming about Ohio State punters. with this offense. They have a, that, that's they true, have a guy, right? They have another Aussie. Okay. He, he actually registered Joe this McGuire. year. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So we're sad. I don't, I wonder if the, if the Murko <laughs> the Murko thing took me by surprise, but then I, I remember I think he did that that fake punt on his own where it got stuffed. Yeah, I think that might have been the final straw aren't, with Murko. Aren't McGuire <laughs> and Murko from like the same whatever club in Australia? Oh, yeah, the pro kick. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, but that's like every kicker or every punter from because now they have like multiple because he's on. Um, Murko's from the western coast of Australia, and the majority of. Australians live on the East Coast. So anyway, they have those all around Australia is my point now. It is weird. I've always thought, I know those guys grew up playing Australian rules football, which is like rugby, which is why. But I was like, they can do that in Australia. How about have a pro kick America? You have kids that grew up playing soccer. Do it here, too. You got a lot more people in America than you do in Australia. But, hey, they've made a nice niche for themselves doing that. Hopefully, Joe McGuire will be the punter that we need. They must feel confident in him. I don't think they're bringing anybody in. They were okay for Mirko to leave. I imagine that was... uh 
more so Ohio State's coaches saying you need to find another spot other than Mirko wanting to leave Ohio State. I could be wrong. So what you're saying is I didn't need to lose any sleep about the Ohio State special teams for next year. I do have another quick funny story for you guys because you brought up Greg Oden and committing and it was the the feeling right now is kind of like back then when, when Oden and Conley and you had Daquan Cook and David Lighty and the Thad Five all committing. Uh, the funny thing is I was back at OU. I was in school uh, at OU, when the news broke that, that Odin and Conley were coming to Ohio State, and I still remember exactly where I was sitting. I can picture it in a communications class. Art Cromwell was the professor, and I got the little uh, text, or, or actually I got some texts and some notifications that Greg Odin and Mike Conley were committing to Ohio State. And I got, I, I was, it, the, the class was quiet, right? Art Cromwell doing his thing up at the at the front of the, and I gave out a little, let's go, come on! And, and it was like, silent and I got a lot of looks a lot of looks because I'm so excited about the commitment for for Greg Oden so that's a little story but I did want to ask you uh, Dave what's next we've had all this great news for Ohio State football is there anything on the horizon now that we should be expecting for good news in this coming week yeah when you said like you know every day I wake up and I expect what's going to be like the unbelievable awesome news that happens for Ohio State football next well, it could be them landing the number one quarterback in the country in the 2024 class. We're not talking 2025, Tavian St. Clair. We're talking guys that were seniors this past year. Aaron Noland, his class. Aaron Noland's already here. And I think Julian Sayan, who was committed to Alabama, and we're going to get, I mean, the Nick Saban retiring has been great for Ohio State, and that might be putting it lightly. Um, it sounds like Julian Sayan's going to be a Buckeye. Bill Curlick, who I work with at Bucknuts, does a great job. But, and one thing, that I love about Bill is like he doesn't like make predictions unless he's really sure. Now some people could say he's a little like too cautious. I no, it's because he's um, he doesn't like just to throw stuff against the wall and see what sticks. So he put in what we call in twenty four seven sports a crystal ball pick in for Ohio State to land Julian Sayan. When Bill Curley puts a crystal ball in for a guy to come to Ohio State, it's almost a lock. Now in this day and age with nice. the NIL, it's not quite a lot. It's a, he would punch me in the face if I said it's a lock. It's almost a lock if. The Dean, Bill Curley, puts in a crystal ball. So I think that's going to be the next one, man. And like, they like Aaron Nolan, but I, I you know, I, I think they like Julian Sayan better, you know, and if it wasn't for Saban retiring, um, he'd be staying at Alabama. These kids went down to Alabama to play for Saban, not Kalen. I mean, they are jumping ship like crazy. It is wild, man. It's kind of crazy, though. Look what Kalen DeBoer did with Michael Penix. You would think that. Julian saying would at least want to give it a try, but this this it, is a problem, by the way, in college football. Huge. The fact that when a coach leaves, like it is like you have third, you have a thirty day window that people can jump in. And guys, this is this is I, I don't feel bad for Alabama, right? I do not feel bad for them. I hate Alabama. I hate Michigan. So them losing, great. But this is not good for college football when you have. Things like this happen. I don't know. I mean, th- how many guys now have jumped in the portal total from Alabama? It's been like I think it's twenty two. I think I was going to say twenty five. Now most of them are not guys that, for example, Ohio State would have been interested. Like a lot of those guys, sure. Alabama fans will tell you, yeah, we're losing twenty two or twenty five guys, whatever it is. But like a lot of those guys would have been backups, maybe third stringers. But not all of them. Last time I checked, Caleb Downs wasn't going to be a backup or a third stringer, right? I mean, this kid is a stud. He's going to be a first round pick in the NFL in a couple of years, in my opinion. And you guys talked about this earlier. There, you know, he's going to be able to return punts for Ohio State. 
He led Alabama in tackles as a true freshman, had over 100 tackles. They're losing guys like that. I mean, it's just, and now they're going to lose their top quarterback, Julian Sand. They're bringing in a guy that was the backup to Penix at Washington. There's no way he's a better prospect than uh, Julian Sand. I, this is hilarious to me because now I would take this in a heartbeat. If this is Ohio State. You tell me Ohio State's going to win six titles over however many years, but then there, they are, there's going to be a, a, like a severe drop off. Sign me up for six titles. So like Alabama fans will be fine, but you know the, right now this is hilarious. I've changed my mind. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It. Is, it. it is. It is funny. I, I mean, this will be. Uh, a very, very interesting scenario going forward, though, with these coaching changes and the 30-day window because, you know, you have dominoes that fall. Like Harbaugh, we expect, probably will be going to the NFL. So then Michigan will have a 30-day window where guys can hop in the portal. Uh, so, I mean, it, it, it's interesting going forward. We'll see how they kind of fix things as far as college football goes. But the, the fact is, Ohio State has absolutely had three weeks of Great, great news. We have power ranked those. We put our top fives together at the start of the show. We'll get back into that later on. I think we're going to end up doing a top 10. But I have never been more excited for a season than this next season. Not just because Ohio State's going to be really good, but because I love the fact that we've got the playoff this year. I love the fact that we've got some new teams coming into the Big Ten and schedules are going to be better next year. Georgia, Georgia actually plays a really tough schedule, right? This last year, it was like coast all the way to the SEC championship game. Next year, they actually have to play teams. So it's just going to be a better college football, in my opinion, next year. And we have 83 days now till the spring game. We have 223 days until Akron. And then in 314 days, Ohio State will beat Michigan here in the shoe. I'm excited. I'm ready to go for next football already. As Scotty said, we are ranking our favorite off-season news for Ohio State's football program. We already did our top five. Six through ten is coming at you next on The Money. You're home for the Buckeyes, Blue Jackets, and crew. And our sincere apologies for common men singing Creed songs. The Fan, Ohio sports destination. Deep Biddle places over-unders on how many traffic lights he hits coming into the studio. This is On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Oh, we're having a lot of fun on a Sunday morning. So much fun. We're going to do a little extra 45 minutes of fun today leading up to the Ohio State-Iowa women's basketball game. Stay with us all day today on The Fan as we are going to go until 1145 leading you up to the pregame of Ohio State and Iowa women's basketball, which will be here on The Fan at noon. All right. We are talking Ohio State football and all the awesome news that's been happening over the last few weeks. We're even putting together our power rankings of how we are ranking how much we like this news in order. But first, we are going to do a action update. This on the money action updates brought to you by our friends at the mobile center. Bundling home internet with your existing wireless plan has never been easier. Stop into a local mobile center and find out more. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the college football national championship next year. Right now, you still have Georgia as the favorite at plus 360. Ohio State is plus 550. I can tell you a week ago, Ohio State was plus 750. All the good news has moved Ohio State from plus 750 now to plus 550. And then you've got Texas at plus 850. You've got Alabama 11 to 1. You got Michigan, Ole Miss, and Oregon all at 12 to 1. All right, let's, let's continue on. We've ranked our top 
favorite news over the last few weeks uh, in the Ohio State football program. Let's recap our top five and then give six through ten. For me, number one was Caleb Downs. That was Friday night. That's what encouraged me to go and place those futures bets on Ohio State to win the national championship. Number two I had as the Quinshawn Judkins transfer news. Again, part of that was the fact that he did it during Michigan winning the national championship game, so gave Ohio State fans something to cheer about that night. Number three for me was the Bill O'Brien hiring. I love it. Absolutely has the best references in the history of football. Uh, coaching under Nick Saban, coaching under Bill Belichick. Number four for me was the Denzel Burke comeback. Number five for me is Will Howard transferring in. Number six for me is Travion Henderson coming back because the one-two punch of Travion Henderson and Quinshawn Judkins is going to be fantastic. And I've said this a lot with it potentially being a 16 or even 17 game season next year. You have to have depth. You have to have a lot of guys who can play and having two studs in the backfield. I've got that at number six, Dave. Okay. So my top five were, were Will Howard one, Caleb Downs two, three, Bill O'Brien and kind of piggybacking what you said. What, what it represents. I mean, Bill O'Brien checks a lot of boxes, but I also thought Ryan Day needed to be more of a CEO. He's going to do that. Now, is Ryan Day going to be heavily involved in all things offense? Of course. But uh, Bill O'Brien coming here as offensive coordinator and just what it represents. Ryan Day giving up play calling, and that's his baby. Says a lot to me. All right, number four, Quinshawn Judkins transferring here. I can't believe that's number four on my list and not higher. But there's been so much good news. Uh, and you guys would not let me parlay that with Trey coming back. Like those, those two things together are just still amazing to me that they got Judkins and Trey's coming back. Fifth, I had Denzel Burke returning. All right, now sixth for me. Again, this is like flipping a coin. I can't believe who I have seventh and eighth. I'll get to them in a minute. I have Seth McLaughlin coming here from Alabama to be probably the center. Maybe they'll keep Hensman at center, move McLaughlin to right guard. But I have McLaughlin, 25 starts under his belt at Alabama. That's my number six. Ryan, what were your top five, and what is number six on your list? So I went Caleb Downs, then Bill O'Brien, Denzel coming back, Seth McLaughlin, and then Quinshawn Judkins at number five. I actually just flipped my six and seven. Tyleek Williams coming back at number six for me. Uh, It's so rare, I think, to have a difference maker, a defensive tackle, and we saw in that Missouri game how important pressure up the middle is on your defensive line. It might be more important than pressure from the outside from your defensive ends. So I got Tyleek Williams at six. Okay, I like that one. You know what's funny is I've got my list of ten, and he's not even in my top ten. That's how much good news we've had here at Ohio State. All right, I'm going to go seven through ten here. Uh, I'm going to do seven to a Malowau coming back. I think that's huge, right? I was a little bit surprised because that was the one that you and I were talking about over the last couple weeks as Maybe that was a 50-50 situation, and getting uh, Tua Malowau to come back was awesome. Number eight, I hate to do this because it's been so much good news, but Parker Fleming being gone and Ohio State looking to improve the special teams has to be on my list. So You don't, you don't hate that. to do it. Uh, you're right. You, but like, you like seeing guys that are married with kids getting fired. <laughs> no, 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 he no, no, making, no, no. He was making a half a million dollars. They'll be okay. He sh- he th- That... Yeah, okay, go ahead. I should put it more of addressing the special teams issues. There you go. There we go. That's a positive. Half a million, that's nothing at the Vegas household. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's on my list. That was it's number true. that was number 8. 
Uh, number nine, I've got McLaughlin. I mean, you guys have him much higher. I've got him at number nine. I think it's it's a great move for Ohio State. And then 10, uh, you know, I wrote this one down. I'm not sure if this one completely counts, but where do we put Jeremiah Smith committing? Is that because that happened before oh, uh, the Cotton Bowl? Because Jeez. having that at number 10 is stupid because, I mean, we're talking a, a, a generational talent at wide receiver committing to Ohio the State. The number one overall player in the country, yes. not just the number one wide receiver. And everybody's like, he's going to be at least Julio Jones. I was like, what? Truthfully, <laughs> that probably should be number three or four for me. That's hilarious. I didn't even have that. I didn't know if that even qualified. Yeah, I mean, it's... I don't it's, even have that on my list. It's big season news, right? That, that commitment. Yes, I didn't even think about that. So that's, yeah. that's your number 10? That's 10, somehow. Really, that's a bad <laughs> list because he should be top <laughs> right, four. That's what I mean. Like, this is so... This is hilarious. Okay, so I gave you... Uh, so seventh for me, McLaughlin was sixth for me. Seventh for me is a Mechic Buka, and I feel like he should be higher. Here's the thing. Yeah, they've got really talented young receivers, including Jeremiah Smith, who will be a true freshman, and, and Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis. But do people forget how great Emeka was as a sophomore? Not good. Great. And everybody had him projected as a first-round pick coming in this last year. The only reason he had a down year because he was injured. This kid is tough as nails. He's a great leader. And yeah, I love those young wide receivers, but this is perfect now. Now you got a veteran leader in a Mecca, a senior to go with these young guys. So I got a, I got a Mecca coming back at seven. Again, I can't believe I have Ty Leak eighth. Ryan had him higher than I do. I have Ty, Ty Leak coming back is awesome. I love, you guys know I love oversized D tackles that can move well. Ty Leak is that. He's every bit of 320 pounds and he moves well. Um, it's one, it's the, to me, it's the main reason Michigan won the national championship is they had two BMFs playing D tackle. Yep. I mean, Kenneth Grant and Mason Graham, and they're coming back next year, which, they're losing everybody on offense, but they do have both those D tackles coming back. So I got Tyleek eighth. I've got Trey coming back ninth. I can't believe it's that low. Again, I'd like to parlay that with Quinshawn Judkins coming here and somehow Trey's still coming back, but can't do that. Can't break the rules. And I'll go with, man, I got a, kind of a tie between JT and Jack. I'm just glad they're both coming back. I'll say, because Jack seems like he always was going to come back. JT, they had to sweeten the pot NIL style. He was kind of on the fence. I'll say JT coming back is 10th, barely over Jack. All right, guys, my 7 through 10 here. I've got Will Howard at number 7. I think that this roster they've put together, they could win with Devin Brown. I think they could win with Lincoln Keenholz. I really do. But at least with Will Howard, you have something that you know what you've got at the quarterback position. Number eight, I've got Cody Simon coming back because without him, you wouldn't have a lot of experience at the linebacker position. I think you're going to have Sonny Styles and C.J. Hicks, but they're both young, especially Sonny moving to that position. So it'd be good to have Cody mentor them. At number nine, I've got Emeka. Emeka had pretty good numbers this year, even missing the few games with the injury. His numbers weren't that bad. He's perfect to mentor these uh, young receivers. And then here's one that you guys don't have, but I don't think, especially after what we saw this year, you can have enough quality offensive linemen. I think Donovan Jackson coming back is pretty huge. A lot of people had him as maybe an end of the first round, definitely a second round guy to start the year on a lot of mock drafts at least. I think he's pretty good on the inside of that line, and I think that helps a lot. Okay, guys, as far as the uh, Jeremiah Smith, because you guys didn't have him in the top 10, uh, I had him at 10. If you were to to throw him in, now that we're including kind of news, even before, originally the idea was to do this post-Cotton Bowl news, and obviously Jeremiah Smith's commitment was before that. So would you guys um, 
adjust your list if now I said throw in Jeremiah Smith as far as offseason news? Yeah, I would because I, I like that we're doing it post-Cotton Bowl for the most part because also you'd have to throw in Edric Houston. For sure. For sure. You know, but that happened before the Cotton Bowl. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it, if you're if I was re-ranking this, I don't know what I have to think about it. Both those guys would probably be in my top 10, especially Jeremiah Smith, when you consider the fact that he's not just the number one wide receiver in the country, but the number one overall player in the country. And people, sometimes guys can be ranked number one overall in the country, but it can be like by a name. You know, like, wasn't Arch Manning ranked like number one? Like, he, if his name was Arch Smith, he would not have been ranked number one in the country. Arch Manning, that's why he was ranked number one. I've been told by people who don't even like Ohio State who do this for a living, frankly, and they're like, this is a can't-miss kid. Guys that never say that about a recruit say that about Jeremiah Smith. So it's absolutely huge to get him. He would be in my top 10. It would not change mine just because I have that much faith in this wide receiver room and what uh, Brian Hartline was doing. I love Emeka, and I had him, what, ninth on my list? And I think that's more important than Jeremiah Smith. And remember, too, and I'm not... Because everything you hear, you're right, Dave. Everything is Jeremiah Smith is can't miss. He was good in that All-American Bowl. But remember, according to a couple recruiting services, Julian Fleming was the number one player in the country as well, too. And he wasn't a bad player, but he was never really a difference maker That's here. a good example. He played like in a triple option offense in high school and kind of small school. That was one of those. And what's funny about Julian Fleming being ranked as the number one wide receiver that year, there was a guy named Marvin Harrison Jr. in his same state who wasn't ranked as the number one wide receiver in the country. So, uh, yeah, I mean, we can go down a list of guys that are ranked number Teron Vincent was ranked as the number one D tackle in the country. Do we think he would have been if he wasn't Troy Vincent's son, didn't play an IMG? There's no way he would have been ranked number one. So, yeah, there's been a lot of guys ranked number one at their position that are not good. Jeremiah Smith. Sounds like he is the real deal Holyfield. A fun morning already on On the Money. We will recap those lists, our top 10 Buckeye news from the offseason. We will do that again later on. But next, it's our fun segment, This or That. This is On the Money. Bo Bishop is a media legend. We have no idea where the other guys came from. Bishop and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fan. Scotty Vegas places so many bets, he can't even remember which teams he's rooting for. You're listening to On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Welcome back to On The Money. Appreciate you guys joining us. And right about now, it is time for This or That. Hit it, Ryan. All right, gents. The 49ers are still your betting favorite to win the Super Bowl. It's down to plus 150. Despite them not looking too good against the Packers yesterday, they're frankly lucky to win the game, in my opinion. Um, Are you guys getting with the 49ers still should be the betting favorite as they are? Are you getting with they should not be the betting favorite the Ravens should be? You know, we overreact so much to what we just saw, right? We saw Baltimore look unbelievable in the second half of that game yesterday, and then we saw San Francisco really struggle. But here's why I do believe that the 49ers should be the betting favorite is their path to the Super Bowl is going to be a little easier. Remember, Baltimore has to play the winner of Kansas City and Buffalo. And to me, whoever wins that game, that game against the Ravens is probably about a 50-50 game. And San Francisco is going to play the winner of the Lions and Buccaneers. And I think that the the 
49ers would probably be a, about a touchdown favorite over either one of those teams. So the route to the Super Bowl is easier, and that's why, yes, I believe that the betting odds should still indicate that the 49ers are the favorite. I am going to go with... I think the Ravens should be. I know the 49ers have the easier path to the Super Bowl, but to win the Super Bowl, now the Ravens are going to have a tough NFC or AFC championship game, there's no doubt. But like the Ravens clearly look like the better team to me, and they smoked the 49ers during the regular season. I mean, they crushed them, and the 49ers just didn't. I mean, Purdy looked lost at times yesterday. Now, it was bad weather, and you're right, we're prisoners of the moment. But I am getting with the Ravens should be the betting favorite. Ryan, what do you got? Scotty, I wish this would have been convinced me because for once you convinced me. I Thank mean, you. That, I mean, that's exactly what I would have said about yeah. that. It is all about the path. Uh, the 49ers, their next game is probably going to be a lot easier than the Ravens' next game when they face uh, Mahomes and Reed. So I'm definitely going with the 49ers. Now, if the question would have been... Ravens and 49ers in the Super Bowl, who's more likely to win? Then I could see going the Ravens. But the path is why the betting odds are the way it is. All right, my this or that, guys, you're placing a bet. It's a huge bet. And you either have to put all of your clothes on the line that you own. All right, so if you lose the bet, you lose all of your wardrobe. Underwear, socks, your favorite shirts, your favorite pants, all that, gone. Or... Your electronics are on the line and you have to give away your TVs, your phone, your whatever, your Oculus, whatever electronic you own. Which would be more painful to lose? All of your clothes or all of your electronics? When you say all of my electronics, are you including my Tesla? I'm kidding. I don't have, I don't have a Car Tesla. Does not I, have count. A, I have a Nissan Xterra. It's not quite the same thing. I'm getting with, uh, I would get rid of my clothes. I would get rid of my wardrobe. That would hurt me, but I couldn't get rid of all of my, you know, my iPhone and, you know, my computers and my TVs. No. And I think when I added it all up, that would be, because I have so many clothes that I don't even, when you add up the money, I think the electronics would clearly win out. And I have clothes that I don't even, that I, for some reason, keep. I'm getting rid of my clothes and keeping my electronics. But if you own a suit, remember, a suit is also something that you probably would need to repurchase. I have, well, I I mean, am I admitting this on the air? I have one suit. (laughs) I have one suit, and I never wear it. I wore it to a wedding. You know how I dress. I hike up my, if I'm wearing long pants, I hike up my long pants and make them shorts. That's what I'm doing right now, in fact. There you Um, go. But hey, yeah, join the, join the crew, buddy. Yeah. So for, for me, guys, I, I think that I would probably be willing to lose the clothes. But I think about all of my like favorite golf polos that I have, you know, and losing all. I have like maybe four or five pairs of pants that I really like to use in the rotation. Replacing those would be kind of annoying. But uh, yeah, if you're getting rid of all the electronics, that would be tough. Guys, I would love to get rid of the electronics, but unfortunately for what we do, we kind of need those things. You know, we kind of got to have breaking news at our fingertips and the clothes. I don't think I'd care too much about, except I don't want to lose my underwear. I love my underwear and it's pretty expensive. I don't want to rebuy all of that, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the electronics. Oh, you can get
Speaking of underwear, my wife just purchased me like maybe five or six new pairs of underwear, and I am in love. I, honestly, these, uh, all right, these, all right. This what, underwear what is fantastic. The, the I don't even show, know. The show is going so well, <laughs> and then you guys start talking about your underwear, and <laughs> everybody just turned off the show. It doesn't even feel like I'm wearing any right now. I, that's these how things I are am so now. Good. My, okay, that's all right, how I am. All right, I'm throwing I a flag. Up the pants. Oh uh, no, no, throwing a flag. <laughs> Ryan, what's your this with that? All right, guys, we've talked a little bit about NFL coaching vacancies here. I'm just narrowing this down to two. If you were a head coach, are you getting with Seattle or are you getting with Atlanta? I am getting with Seattle. Just, I mean, the you know, it's just a better run organization. Um, now, Arthur Blank will spend money. Um, he's not like a, he doesn't meddle like Jerry Jones, but it, it's a it's a good question, but I'll go with Seattle. Yeah, same. And also, like, I would rather live in Seattle than I think I would rather live in Atlanta. Uh, Talent-wise, it's probably about equal between the two teams. Atlanta might be easier uh, based on the division, I guess. Might be easier to turn around and win, but... You'd be living in the suburbs. You wouldn't be living in Atlanta, I guarantee you that. Yeah, well, that's for sure. But I'm taking <laughs> Seattle. I'm shocked that you're picking Seattle because you were so high on Atlanta earlier this year. That was one of your betting darlings, I feel like, at the beginning of the year. And I'm going Seattle as well just because I think the talent... I think they're. I think they're truly a quarterback away from being a really dangerous team. All those weapons they have on offense and the defense isn't too bad. They've been doing pretty good with Geno. So I think they're, I think they're truly just a quarterback away. So I'm going Seattle. This is from the Scotty Vegas Christmas gift. I love that there is a this or that that has, we've inspired a game. Yes. All these cards that I have. I love this. All right. Are you guys getting with, You'd rather be stuck in a car with two stinky dogs? Are you getting with, you'd rather be stuck in a car with two people with stank breath? Oh, bad breath. Bad breath stank breath. stinky dogs. You know what? I can deal with the dog smell. Um, You know, I've got a dog. I understand the smells. I smell bad myself a lot from, you know, so you know what? Give me the two bad stinky dogs. Yes, definitely. I mean, like when dogs don't smell, they, they just smell like dog. It doesn't smell like nasty. Somebody's got bad breath. Now you got two people I'm stuck in the car with with bad breath, and that tells me that you know I can't really trust you if you have bad breath. You're not brushing your teeth. You're out here like stinking up the place. Every time you try to talk to me, I gotta like move away from you. I can't stand bad breath. And the dogs, you know, you kind of give them a pass. You know, they're dogs. They're not humans. Give me the two stinky dogs over the two stinky humans. <laughs> so I think if wherever you put the dogs in the car, you're still going to smell them. But if you got bad breath, I think I could throw you in the back seat and be okay <laughs> that I didn't really smell it. So Maybe the trunk. I'll turn the I'll, <laughs> I'll turn the air on real high so it's blowing everything back anyway. So I'll throw the people with the bad breath in the back and I'll take them. All right, when we come back on On the Money, I have got some hypothetical lines on next week's uh, NFL games. So conference championship games. I'm going to quiz Dave and Ryan on these lines. That is next on On the Money. Tweet from a listener. Are you carrying the Buckeye game today? Considering we've never not carried one, yes. The answer is yes. The fam. Sports gambling, fantasy football, and tailgating before a massive day of pigskin. You're listening to On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling.
We are going to go a bonus 45 minutes today leading up to the Ohio State women's game against Iowa. Really excited for that game. A sold-out crowd at the shot. So at 11.45, we'll go to the pregame with Matty Andrews out there as that's going to be a lot of fun. Columbus uh, buzzing to have Iowa in town for women's hoops. Women's hoops. This on the money action update brought to you by our friends at the Mobile Center. Live betting or trying to get that player prop in. Make sure you have the right internet speed. Visit a local Mobile Center store. Locations in Westerville by the Target and in Plain City in the Costco Plaza. Let's look now at the current Hollywood Casino Sportsbook odds for the NFL games today. The Lions are a six-point favorite at home against the Buccaneers. That is, the, the Lions are also minus 280 on the money line. If you like the Bucks to pull the upset, they are plus 220 on the money line. Over-under on that game is 49.5. And, and then the big one later tonight, 6.30. Can't wait for this. It's Bills Chiefs. Bills are a three-point favorite at home against the Chiefs. It's going to be really, really cold there. Apparently like 11 degrees or something like that. So that's going to be fun. Bills minus 150 on the money line. If you like the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes to go on the road and win that game, they are plus 130. It's funny, Dave, because the Chiefs now, Patrick Mahomes has played 15 postseason games. He has not played a single game on the road. 15 games. Now, he has played some neutral site games in the Super Bowl, but no true road games for Patrick Mahomes until tonight. So tonight will be the first. All right, so we know two of the teams that are going to the championship games. We know that the Ravens are going. We know that the 49ers are going. So what I'm going to have you guys do is guess at the potential lines for next week's conference championship games. We'll start out with the AFC. If it is Ravens, Chiefs or Ravens Bills, what do you guys think the line on that game will be? We know the game will be in Baltimore. What do you think the betting line will be? Either way, Chiefs or Bills. And Ryan, are we in agreement? We think it will be a smaller point spread if it's the Bills, as not by much, but let's say it's Bills plus three. It might be plus four for the Chiefs, something like that. Are we in agreement? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it should be that way, but I think it will be. So I would probably go, let's see, let's see. The Ravens will be playing at home. I will say they would be favored by Three and a half That's over it. the Bills. Three and a half is exactly what I was thinking. Over the Bills. Yep. And let's and go like four, four and, and a half, half for, the, for the Chiefs. Do that. Okay. You guys are a little bit high because. Hey, now. <laughs> no, no, oh, oh, never mind. Because the Ravens would be a three point favorite over the Bills and they would be a three point favorite over the Chiefs. So they think those games are pickems, basically. Basically. On a neutral field. I yes. guess that makes sense because the Bills are what? Favored by three today and home field advantage is worth what? About three. Now the juice is so a that, little... So they think the Chiefs and the Bills are equal. The makes juice sense. is a little different because the Bills at plus three would be minus 110 and the Chiefs would be uh, plus 100. So basically you'd have to pay a little bit more juice, but the spread would still be the same. Again, Depending on how these teams look, if there's injuries, that will, could potentially change that line. But as of right now, the look ahead line for both the Ravens against the Chiefs or the Ravens versus the Bills would be three points. All right, let's move on to the NFC. We know the 49ers are in the NFC championship. If they were playing the Buccaneers, what do you guys think that betting line would be? Well, let's, talk, what were they favored yesterday? Were they favored by seven? I think it was. Well, was it, it started off at like 10, I think, but okay. then it got down to about seven, seven and a half, right? Okay, so they're going to be favored. You th- if it's the Lions, 
You would think it'd be less than that, right? If it's the Buccaneers, Dave, I feel like it's about seven and a half to eight. And if it's was, the Lions, I want to say five and a half to six. Yeah, I was thinking eight and a half for the Bucks, and I was thinking, what'd you say for the Lions? About six, six five and a half, and a half five six, and a, somewhere in there. Okay, let's go with uh, yeah, let's go with six for the Lions. Okay, that good good job on the Lions line. It's actually uh, the look ahead is six and a half. So 49ers would be a six and a half point favorite at home against the Lions. So you guys were really close on that. It doesn't sound like eight and a half is going to work here for no, it uh, the Bucks. Sounds it, like it's higher. Ten and a half. By the way, to correct you guys, so that line yesterday was ten. So oh, good call, Ryan. Yeah. Um, and then 49ers Bucks. That line would be ten. Okay. So that would be the line for next okay. week as well. I mean, it seems like we points. missed about like a mile. We missed it by a point and a half. Yeah. But going back to why the 49ers are the favorite to win the Super Bowl right now, it's because they would be a touchdown or more favorite next week versus the uh, Ravens. No matter who they play, they'd be about a field goal favorite. And if they play the Ravens in the Super Bowl, Ravens slight favorite? That I don't have in front of me. I mean, let's, <laughs> don't we think that that would be the case? Ravens would be a slight favorite over the Niners? I would say probably about a pick em. I would. I don't think that you would. I, maybe a point. I don't. I it also depends on how the Niners look. If they look like crap again, but still win. If next, the Ravens next get week, there, that means they beat Kansas City or Buffalo, and I think they'd be a point, point and a half favorite. Normally, our show would be ending right now, but we have a bonus forty-five bonus! minutes coming up for you. So stick around. This is on the money. During this 10-second promo, Rothman will lose money gambling on something. People like you come here and blow the family nesting that built this town. Rothman and Ice. Weekdays from noon to 3. Some people golf on Sunday mornings. Some people place bets on the people playing golf on Sunday mornings. This is On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Welcome back to On The Money. Yeah, you guys are still stuck with us for another 45 minutes before we kick it over to our guy, Matty Andrews. Pre-game coverage of Ohio State women's basketball. They'll be hosting Iowa and Caitlin Clark today. Sell out at the shot. You can hear the game right here on 97.1 The Fan. Looking forward to that. So we're going to be with you for the next 45 minutes. And there's a lot to get into. We're going to talk some more Ohio State football. We're going to talk NFL. We're also going to talk about um, overreacting in sports. Not that we ever do that. Oh, we definitely do. So my buddy Scotty Vegas, I wanted to share a little parlay that I hit with him. I pick up my phone. I was going to be like, check this out. And then I get, you can tell he was having a bad day. When Scotty says, I am swearing off sports gambling forever, that's not a good day. And there were some other things. There were some expletives mixed in there, perhaps. <laughs> and then I, I come in today. I was like, I didn't want to show you this last night because I know you were having a bad night. And, and but then I should, and you're like, what? What are you talking about? I'm like, you said you were swearing off sports gambling forever. You, you're like, I, I do that all the time. I do. It was funny. Like, it was funny though. <laughs> I swear, whenever I lose a bet. I'm like, yep, that's it. That was my last one. I am done for, I'll even say, yep, that for a week, I am sitting it out. And then the next morning, oh, these golf odds are, are very interesting. Or, you know, I, I but I, for some reason, I go to that saying, yep, I'm done. I'm done. This is it. This is my last bet. Uh, I'm taking a break or, you know, whatever. Um, but really, I should because there's a little line here. <laughs> Sports are fast. Betting shouldn't be, which is why it's important to set limits, know the risks and pause. Pause before you play it's to, to learn set more. limits and actually adhere to them. Yes, visit pause before you play. Dot I, I set limits. Now, I just don't like adhere to them. Now you said you thought he was having a bad night, but I could tell by the tone of the text that he was a few drinks in. So I knew he was actually having a good night. He was just frustrated.
integrated with the sports betting. Well, our buddy had a little procedure done yesterday, and so I went to... Snip, uh, snip. Yep, little snippy. So I went to go <laughs> visit him, brought him some candies. Brought him some ice? No ice. He, he provided he his own ice. He had plenty of ice. Oh. Here's a bucket of ice. Ice down your marbles. <laughs> but I, I visited, and I watched the games with him, and he happened to have uh, George Clooney's... Uh, tequila on the counter and i said "Ooh, that's interesting and so yeah we had a good time all right Seems like and, a and good you, decision when you and i were talking about this stuff you know i i can relate you know i mean i i think back to cincinnati reds many a game where i see it ends it's like 10 o'clock or something and weeknight you know wednesday night and they just blew a lead and i'm just like screw this i am done with the reds it's not fair anyway you know with baseball not having a salary cap and the reds have terrible ownership i am done with them forever wake up the next morning on a thursday look at my phone oh reds have an, an afternoon game <laughs> <laughs> I know what I'm doing at 1230. Yes. So we do that all the time. You know, like we swear off our teams. We swear off sports gambling. And then the next day we're back into it. Well, how about Ohio State hoops, right? They go on a bad losing streak. They lose three in a row. And what am I doing yesterday? I'm cheering. And I'm going crazy for the for the hoops game. So I'm, I was pumped to see Ohio State get that win over Penn State. And so you're right. You know, you're a prisoner of the moment, right? You get very angry and then, oh, you know, we move on. That's how it is. It's like Ohio betting. State fans after the Cotton Bowl. Yes, the comments. I'm done. I you pick a message board. I, I happen to work for Bucknuts. Um, we have a vibrant message board, and I tell you what, there was like five million fire Ryan Day threads. That was like three weeks ago. Now it's like Ryan Day is the king of Columbus. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's just it's crazy. That's sports, though. It's that sports. That's why we love it. That's why we love guys, it. Guys, real quick, we were talking about Alabama just a little bit ago and how many players they've lost to the portal. It's up to thirty. Oh, now geez. thirty players that from Alabama in the portal. I feel so bad. Oh, and here's the thing: we know Kalen DeBoer is a good coach. We were saying you were saying coming into the year, he was a good coach at the school that I've never heard of that he started coaching. I think it was like Sioux Community College or something like that. I don't know. Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. There you go. Sioux Falls. I think it's NAIA or something. I don't know. But he was really good there. Good at Fresno State. Really good at Washington. These kids that committed to Alabama, I bet a lot of them had never even heard the name Kalen DeBoer. I'm not joking. I, I mean, not all of them, but I would bet you anything. The majority of those kids, those kids from the South, and they wanted to play for the GOAT. And we can sit here and say, well, I mean, and I agree with what Ryan said, but look what he did with Penix, you know, look what he did with Washington in general. Everybody was saying Oregon's the best team. He beat him twice. Then he beats Texas, even though he was the underdog. Yeah, they got smoked by Michigan, but took Washington to the national championship game. And they were good the year before that, too. But man, these kids have never even heard of the name Kalen DeBoer. They came there to play for the greatest of all time. And it's so good for Ohio State. They're even stealing a recruit from Washington. So it's like the ripple effect has been great for Ohio State. They even stole a recruit from Washington. Now he's an Ohio kid, Kirks, the defensive lineman, a 2024 kid. So, um, 6'4, 255. I love it. I love it. You know, and he's a four star. Um, and I love getting him, but the, the fallout at Alabama has been crazy. Caleb Downs coming here. There's no way he would have transferred if, if Saban was going to stay. Um, and getting him over Georgia, absolutely huge. And now they might get um, the quarterback saying, oh, my goodness, five-star quarter, number one quarterback in the country as far as the rankings. And he would be here as a true freshman this year, same class as Aaron Noland. Um, and it looks like that's going to happen. It's been the fallout at Alabama is just great in general. But, but uh, nobody's benefiting more than Ohio State from it. Yeah, it's been a wild ride, right? I mean, and 
Look, I think going forward, college football has to figure out the calendar a little bit differently because here's the problem for Alabama. All these guys are transferring out. Generally, you would see guys transferring into Alabama, but that transfer portal closed and Bama doesn't have that ability. It's, it, you know, at this point, it's kind of like free agency, right? Uh, but one of the things when Caleb Downs committed to Ohio State on Friday night, I remember getting that text and I immediately, immediately decided to get some bets in on the, at the Hollywood Casino Columbus Sportsbook and I went heavy on Ohio State to win next year's national championship and I feel really good about doing it and look it's a long time to tie up your money but I got it at six to one I think it was a really good investment but it also got me thinking guys about hmm, maybe there's some other investment opportunities with this Ohio State team specifically this offense so I wanted to look at some of the Heisman Trophy odds and I think I texted you guys this was probably at like one in the morning when I texted you because I was thinking about this is uh, all right going forward would there be value on betting some of these Ohio State offensive players to be the Heisman now Will Howard Friday night was 15 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. His numbers have actually dipped now to 12 to 1. So he's 12 to 1 to win the Heisman. Couple other names that I threw out at you guys was uh Ameka. All right, I had a I saw Ameka was 75 to 1 to win the Heisman Trophy. And that was interesting to me because if this offense is going to be great, right? There's a chance that the a guy who's coming back who is a star we think can be the stud uh wide receiver, 75 to 1's interesting. And then I saw Quinshawn Judkins Heisman odds 120 to 1. Now again, these are long shots, but I think there's interesting value in both of those guys. What's Travion? Travion was not on the board. I so could, Judkins is a better, obviously has better odds. Because It's interesting because you could make the argument, Ryan did say, you guys were, you guys were texting back and forth. I didn't see it till like, I don't know if it was the next morning, I can't remember what it was. You guys were already like 10 texts deep. And then you said, we should just save this and talk about it on the show. Yeah. And here we are. It's interesting. Um, it is interesting. Um, and Ryan made the point like, well, Trey will probably only play like five games. Judkins might be a good bet there. Yeah. And at 120 to 1. Yeah, it's interesting. That. Yeah, little 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 smattering of coin on it. Yeah, hopefully I mean, Trey stays healthy. But man, I mean, he's durability has been an issue, and and Judkins has not been hurt. You know, you're one play away. A lot of that time that we know in football, that's a lot of that is just luck. I hate calling a guy like not durable when that could have just been bad luck. But when it's time and time again, you start thinking, oh, maybe he's got some durability issues. But Judkins Judkins has shown none of that. Now that can change in one play, but. Um, Guys, I'm still I'm still in disbelief they have both of them. Yes. I, I can't believe I mean I thought Judkins would only come here if he knew Trey was leaving. And I thought if if Judkins did come here, Trey would leave. Not only both it's fantastic. of them, but you still have Dallin Hayden, who has proven to be a pretty good college running back every time he's gotten a chance. Well, I I think we think that. I don't know if Ryan Day and Tony Alford agree with that assessment. I mean, I think they thought that enough that they wanted him to be the guy next year. That's why they redshirted him. I mean, what's the uh, what's the old saying? I, uh, I I see better than I hear. Yeah, maybe. You know. <laughs> so going back to those Heisman odds just for a second. So Travion Henderson is on the board at 120 on Friday so night when I was them. looking. He was not on the board, but he is on the board. So both Judkins and Travion have the same odds to win the Heisman Trophy at 120. I just feel like next year, basically Ohio State puts guys in New York consistently right so you feel like Ohio State now Will Howard at 12 to 1 kind of interesting it's actually the the fourth best odds because Quinn Ewers is plus 750 
Carson Beck is plus 750. Those are your two favorites. Good call, Ryan. You, you guys nailed it. That Ryan, was during the break. Ryan nailed it. I didn't. What were those odds again? Plus 750. For both For of them. For both of them. Dylan Gabriel is 10 to 1. That's another name you guys threw out there. Yep. And then you have Will Howard at 12 to 1. Um, <laughs> Will Howard's got the fourth best odds to win the yeah. Heisman. Welcome to Columbus, young man. Yeah. This is what we can That's do for you. That's why you transfer into That's Ohio State. Right. I wonder what his odds would be if he was still at Kansas State. Uh, off the board. I mean, 25, 30. Off the board. I don't yeah. think it'd be off the board. No. I'm, I'm, I'm being facetious, as far as you know. Probably in the 100 range. Well, <laughs> okay, let's compare. I want to find where Kyle McCord is, because Kyle McCord... Uh, I did see him on the board, and I had a little bit of a chuckle. Uh, <laughs> 75 to 1. 75, oh okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay, yeah. So. I wish we could like do like bet against stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? You like, would have you to put bet- down $100 to get a penny. Oh, that, I mean, I, empty your bank account. There, here's the chances of Kyle McCord winning the Heisman, like zero. Like, we have a, as much of a chance as he does. Zero. Cam Ward is 20 to 1. Uh, Riley Leonard, 20 to 1. So those are some of your numbers. I, I do feel like putting a little sprinkle on a guy like Judkins at 120. And here's the deal. If they're in the running late next year, even if it's just one of the top three or four, then you can hedge on the other guys that are up there. So that makes sense. So if at 120, a $10 bet, right? Just a $10 and you're, you're, you got, $1,200 on the line on Judkins. And then if he makes it to New York, hedge on the other guys. This offense is going to be really, really good. I think the defense might be even better than the offense. Seriously. It's, it's crazy. It's, oh. I mean, if they figure out, and you, you meant, uh, good call with Cody Simon. We were ranking um, the best offseason development so far for Ohio State, which has been one great thing after another. Scotty and I did not have Cody Simon returning in our top 10. You had him, I believe, in ninth. I like that. I mean, because you're losing both starting linebackers. I think they're going to move Sonny Styles, a linebacker. You got CJ Hicks, you got Gabe Powers. They like Gabe Paris will be a third-year guy. C.J. Hicks will be a third-year guy. Simon, a fifth-year guy. And I think uh, as a third-year guy, Sonny Styles. If they can figure out linebacker, look out. Because they're stacked on the D-line. Yes. <laughs> I mean, think about it. Four seniors, and I- I'm surprised that three of them came back. You're talking about Jack Sawyer and JT on at defensive end. Ty Leak at D-tackle. Ty Hamilton at D-tackle. Then you still got Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry coming off the bench. You got Hero Canoe uh, at D-tackle. I like... Uh, Caden McDonald is a young D tackle I like, and then this secondary. I mean, I hate to even like bring this up because it's almost sacrilegious to compare it to what the 1996 Ohio State defensive backs were so damn good. Antoine Winfield was the number three corner as a sophomore, and he was fantastic as a sophomore. He was a number three corner. Uh, Sean Springs won uh, Jim Thorpe Award that year. Didn't even have an interception, but or excuse me, won Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. Didn't even have an interception because nobody threw his way. Ty Howard, you got Damon Moore. This secondary might rival that, and I don't say that lightly. That's the gold standard. Rob Kelly was on that 96 secondary. You're talking about Denzel Burke, Davis Nigbenoson, Jordan Hancock. Hello, your number four corner is going to be Jermaine Matthews as a sophomore? That's unbelievable to me. Caleb Downs, at safety, Lathan Ransom's coming back. Maybe they'll leave Sonny Styles at safety, but I think he's going to be the linebacker, like I said. They are absolutely loaded. Malik Hartford's coming back. 
Jim Knowles is coming back for his third year. It's not like you're breaking in a new coach. This defense is going to be unbelievable. I love that we have the extra 45 minutes today leading into that Ohio State-Iowa game. I've got two Ohio State football questions that I'm dying to ask you. One, about the quarterbacks and the backup, who's staying, who you think will, who will potentially leave. And then the other is, is this roster set now? So we're going to get into that next on On the Money. A lot has changed in 30 years, but we're still that old shoe that feels worn in and well-loved. And while we smell a little, but you've accepted that. And now back to a show featuring two dudes who have been kicked out of their homes by angry wives. This pretty much sums up every show we have here on The Fan. You're listening to On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Welcome back to On The Money. It's the bonus 45 minutes. We are taking you up to the Ohio State women's basketball game with Iowa. Can't wait for that one. We got a sold-out Schottenstein Center. That place is going to be rocking today. Scotty Vegas, Dave Biddle, Ryan Baker taking you all the way up to 1145. And then we're taking you to the pre game with Maddie Andrews for Ohio State and Iowa. We're having a lot of fun today. We've been talking about Ohio State football and how awesome the news has been over the last three weeks. We put together top tens of our, basically our favorite news stories over the last three weeks. And uh, we'll get to that in a minute. But Dave, I had a couple questions for you. Uh, and first one is, now that we've seen Caleb Downs commit on Friday, do you think that all the transfer news is basically done? Is this now a quiet period and we've got the roster set for next year? Or do you still see more news on the horizon and things potentially happening for next year still? My gut tells me they're going to add one more offensive lineman. It's no sure thing. Um, getting McLaughlin was big. And maybe they feel like... Josh Fryer is going to be okay at right tackle, or they feel like, you know, Luke Montgomery's ready to take over as a second year guy, or Tegra Shabola is going to be ready. But I would love to see them get a right tackle in the portal, or even a left tackle, and you could move Josh Simmons over to right tackle. I thought he actually had a pretty good year after a, a rough start, Simmons did. He's still got two years of eligibility left. I feel like they're one offensive lineman away. Again, it wouldn't be dire straits. And as you know, Scott, I mean, it's. Offensive linemen are extremely valuable in the portal. Like it's like the asking price for an offensive lineman is, is astronomical. Similar to a quarterback, it really is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless it's a, an elite quarterback, Will Howard was the best quarterback in the portal this year. If you had like a Justin Fields, um, I think he would have probably been the most coveted. But um, but yeah, offensive linemen are just at such a premium. So it's not going to be easy. But if I had to bet, I think it'll be close. But I think that they're going to add an offensive tackle and by, after spring ball. Yeah. yeah. And by the way, so the betting odds, once the Caleb uh, Caleb Downs news came about on Friday, Ohio State, about a week ago, Ohio State was plus 750 to win the national championship for, for next year. The odds were 6-1 to one on Friday night, and now they're down to 5-1. to one. So those odds are moving towards Ohio State. People are, are obviously betting Ohio State. Now, again, it's wrapping your money up for an entire year because the national championship game isn't going to be played until about a year from right now so it, it is a, a long time to wrap up your money but i think it, it was a really good investment i like that i got it in at six to one my next question for you dave is about the quarterback position all right we know that will howard is probably coming in and he's going to be the starting quarterback but i want to know how you see that position after will howard because there's a good chance that next year ohio state would be playing 16 games if they're going to win a national championship they probably have to play 16 games to do so so it's a very 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 long season so it's 
very important that you have depth at the quarterback position. How do you see the quarterback position shaping out for next fall? Yeah, I mean, obviously, Will Howard will be the starter. And then I think um, what's going to happen is um, I think they are going to land Julian saying I won't be surprised. I, mean, I keep looking at uh, at the Internet just to make sure we're not missing that, because like as you meant, you weren't even joking. It's like every day there's more good news for Ohio State football. So I think five star quarterback Julian Sand, who is in the 2024 class, same class as Aaron Nolan. We're not talking about 2025 class Tavian St. Clair. 2024 class. He's wrapped up his senior year in high school um, and he had already enrolled at Alabama. And then he was one of the many guys that jumped ship after Saban left. I think they're going to land Julian Sayan. I think Devin Brown will transfer after spring ball. I think Lincoln Keenholtz will stick around. I am not sure about Aaron Nolan. And for those that are wondering why are they getting Julian Sayan, again, it's not a sure thing they're getting Sayan, but it's uh, more likely than not. Let's put it that way. I think they're probably going to get Sayan. People are, well, why would they get him if they have Aaron Nolan? Well, first of all, Sayan's the number one quarterback in the country. Aaron Nolan is ranked high, but not that high. And, you know, Aaron Nolan had a kind of a shaky senior year. Now, he's playing against top competition in Georgia. I mean, when I first started in this business, like there was a legit debate between Georgia and Ohio. Which one was the fourth best re- recruiting state? Because you got the big three with Florida, Texas, and California in whatever order. And then it was like, is it Georgia or Ohio? And Ohio's still really good, but Georgia's like, pretty much there's a top four now. I mean, it's great competition. But Aaron Nolan had a shaky senior year. I think they prefer saying, and I think he's going to be the backup, and then he'll take over as the starter in 2025. Love it. Love it. Love every news that's coming out over the last few weeks. Now, let's recap, because earlier in the show, we did our top 10 things that we are most excited about as far as the last three weeks in news for Ohio State football. We're just going to go through our top 10s again real quick and say these are... It's amazing, because, by the way, we could probably do a top 25. That's how good things have been over the last three weeks. But for me, I had number one most excited about Caleb Downs transferring in from Alabama, shoring up what was already probably going to be the best defense in the country, making it even better. Number two for me was Quinshawn Judkins transferring in. Number three, Bill (laughs) O'Brien going from uh, the Patriots offensive coordinator to now Ohio State's offensive coordinator, co-offensive coordinator with Hartline. Four for me was Denzel Burke coming back. Five was Will Howard transferring in. This list is is ridiculous. Number six, Jeremiah Smith committing. That's cheating. Number one recruit in the country. I know that was a little before. That's not the offseason. Yeah, but it it was still, it was still kind of the offseason. I don't even count the the Cotton Bowl as a game anymore. So that didn't even exist. Uh, number seven for me, Travion Henderson coming back. Number eight was JT Tumalowow coming back. Number nine for me was Ohio State shoring up the special teams, making a change with with Parker Fleming, and then uh, Seth McLaughlin uh, transferring in from Alabama, number 10 for me. What about you, Dave? Yeah, and it's it's so tough because I mean, whoever is 10th on my list could easily be like third. I mean, it's just because all, all of this is just fantastic news. I have number one. I have Will Howard. My reasoning was quarterback's the most important position on the field. All this other stuff could have taken place, but if, in my opinion, if Devin Brown was the quarterback, uh, that wouldn't have been great. I, I think Will Howard, while he's not going to be superhuman, I think he's going to be really good as a fifth-year senior, especially in this offense. And so quarterback the most is the most important position in football, as we know. So that's why I have Will Howard, number one. And he was the top quarterback in the portal um, this offseason. Number two, Caleb Downs, the top player in the portal. But because he's a safety and not a quarterback, I have him number two, splitting hairs. Number three, I have Bill O'Brien and what it represents. Bill O'Brien coming here. Brian Day is now going to be more of the CEO. I've always thought, like, you know, he needs to become more of a CEO. The best coaches 
are most often CEOs. Not always, but most often they're CEOs. They don't call plays. It's one thing to have Brian Hartline be the offensive coordinator last year in name only. You don't really turn over play calling duties to him. But everything I hear, Bill O'Brien's going to be up in the box calling the plays. Is Ryan Day going to be heavily involved? Of course he is. But just what it represents, uh, Bill O'Brien and, and how Bill O'Brien checks so many boxes. I'll go through these a little quicker. Fourth, I have Quinshawn Judkins transferring here. Fifth, I have Denzel Burke returning. Again, that could be number one. Sixth, I have Seth McLaughlin transferring here. Seventh, I have Emeka Buka. I can't believe he's that low. Um, I can't believe this guy's... Eighth, I have Ty Leak coming back. Can't believe he's that low. Ninth, I have Travion Henderson coming back. Tenth, I kind of had a tie between JT and Jack coming back. I'll give it to JT because he was the one that was kind of on the fence. Jack announced it pretty early. So I'll say JT coming back is tenth. Ryan, what do you got? All right, guys. So my first one was Caleb's, Caleb Downs coming in. I think that's huge. Bill O'Brien was my number two. Just give the, you know, an experienced set of eyes to Ryan Day. Denzel Burke was number three for me. Seth McLaughlin was number four. I think that uh, is huge on the interior of the offensive line. Quinshawn Judkins, number five. Um, Tyleek Williams, number six for me. That big defensive tackle. Yeah. Will Howard, number seven. Cody Simon, number eight. Emeka Abuka returning, number nine. And then I've got Donovan Jackson. More help for that offensive line at number 10. Again, could have easily been a top 25. <laughs> so much good news. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the shot because it's going to be rocking today for Ohio State women's basketball. We're going to talk OSU basketball next on On the Money. Bo Bishop is a media legend. We have no idea where the other guys came from. Bishop and Friends. Weekdays from 9 to noon. The Fen. Deep Biddle places over-unders on how many traffic lights he hits coming into the studio. This is On The Money. Presented by Ohio for Responsible Gambling. Welcome back. Final segment of the show. Appreciate you guys riding along with us up next. Pre-game coverage of Ohio State women's basketball. With Maddie Andrews, and then it's the Buckeyes and Hawkeyes at high noon. You can hear the game right here, 97.1 The Fan. Sold out shot. Caitlin Clark coming to town. Let's see if the Buckeyes can beat the Hawkeyes today. All right. Now, let's talk. Before we get to the more about the women, let's talk about the men. Are we back on? Oh, we think they're going to make the tournament and Ryan's going to laugh at us? Or where, where are you at, Scotty? Well, so ESPN did a little bracketology earlier, earlier in the week and had Ohio State as one of the last four teams in. Now, here's the deal. This is a big week because Ohio State is going to go on the road and play two road games that are actually winnable. They're going to go and they're going to play Nebraska and they're going to play Northwestern. We know how bad Ohio State has been on the road, right? They have not won a true road game since January 1 of 2023. They have to find a way to get things done on the road. Beating Penn State at home, fine. You you needed to do that. Good. They did it without Bruce Thornton playing well, right? He scored three points yesterday, (laughs) and Ohio State found a way to do it. You still need some of these guys like Evan Mahaffey to keep doing things like he had a really good yesterday a really good day yesterday that needs to continue on right more consistency and honestly you got to get that back back court playing better thornton and gale have to get it together they cannot go on these shooting slumps that they're in right now now do i think they can make the tournament yes if i had to say one way or the other do i think it'll happen i'd probably say they will not make the tournament and if they miss the tournament Let's say it's barely. Let's say it doesn't completely go off the rails, but they miss the tournament barely. Let's say they're one of the last four out or whatever. Does Ross Bjork make a change? And I know he doesn't technically take over till July first, but or do they give him another year because of the buy? Had fourteen million dollar buyout. Give him the, give him a whole year to like think about who he wants. 
Gene's the one that hired him. Gene would technically have to then fire him. If they miss the tournament, what do you think happens? Uh, it's time to move on. If you miss two years in a row, this program is not heading in the right direction if you are missing the tournament two years in a row. That, do you think that would happen, though? I know. The, we, I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. I, I think you have to. I agree to. with you. Yeah. You have to. You, I mean, look. Chris Holtman has done a pretty good job of getting talent to Columbus. I Look, we've seen guys like Branham and Bryce Sensabaugh go to the NBA. He's had talent here. I think he's really good. He's a, a, been a really good recruiter. He's brought in top 10 classes. Unfortunately, they have not resulted in great play. And so, to be honest with you, if you're telling me two years in a row without making the tournament, Dave, I'm saying you're probably moving on. Yeah, I mean, guys are getting better. I mean, obviously, Roddy Gale struggled a lot till the Big Ten tournament last year, and I know he's been inconsistent, but I'm seeing, I don't want to say nobody's developing other than Akpara. Akpara is the best example of, uh, he is developing. Yes, he is. He is getting better seemingly by the game, which is good because it seems like Zed Key is is like regressing by the game. But um, yeah, you're right. I mean, the recruiting classes have been decent, um, especially the one that had Bryce Sensabaugh and had Bruce Thornton and had Roddy Gale and had Akpara. That was a good recruiting class. This one, this one... Might have been a little overrated. I don't know. This was funny. The, the true freshman class. I like Devin Royal. Yeah, and Royal played great yes, yesterday. He played good against Michigan, too. Yeah. He's coming around. We'll have to see what the deal is with Scotty Middleton. Uh, obviously, he was out yesterday. They didn't say why, but he was suspended for the game. Wasn't even at the arena. We don't know why Scotty was uh, suspended. Yeah. Scotty doesn't know. Scotty, Scotty, doesn't know. Scotty probably knows. We don't know. Yeah, Scotty certainly doesn't know. Um, or this Scotty doesn't know why that Scotty was suspended. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, so you got to figure it out. I, I, I think it's too early to judge the freshman class because if you were judging the freshman class on the first half of the year it, it hasn't been good right royal has shown flashes middle scotty middleton has shown flashes but we thought chapman would do more uh, he was hurt at the beginning of the year so yeah i mean I, jury's still out as far as that goes let's see let's see how they develop well let's move on to the osu women yes because a sellout crowd today at the shot. It better be loud. It will be loud. It will be. And I remember back in the day, so I had 20 years straight of having OSU basketball season tickets. And I remember in those days, especially in the Thad Mata era, when that arena is full, and I know the Schottenstein Center takes a lot of criticism because it's too big. And look, I know they have, they have a ton of trouble filling that thing for men's games. Now we're seeing eight, 10, 11,000 people in there. But when that arena is full, it can be crazy loud and exciting. And that's what we're going to have this afternoon with Ohio State women's basketball. We have Caitlin Clark coming in. And guys, she averages 31 points a game. It's ridiculous. I was looking at her stats over the last 10 games. The lowest amount of points she had in one game was 26. And in that game where she scored 26, she had 10 assists and 10 rebounds. <laughs> Ridiculous. She's Alan. so good. Six-foot senior, as you mentioned, averaging 31 points a game exactly. Averaging 7.2 rebounds, averaging 7.7 assists, and shooting 40% from three. I'm jealous of everyone heading to the shot today because that is going to be so much fun. And it, the game is on Peacock. If you don't have Peacock, we got you covered on 97.1 The Fan with Maddie Andrews. You can listen to the game right here on The Fan if you don't have Peacock. Yeah, I love it. Listen to The Fan because Maddie Andrews does an amazing that's, that's, job. That's right. That's and right. 
But here's the deal. For hey, guys, real quick. Yeah. The game is actually going to be on NBC today. Regular not just, oh. not just yeah. Peacock. Oh, okay. so. I'm looking on ESPN. It says Peacock. I was actually checking that real quick, and our guy, Matty Andrews, chimed in. and remind, So I thought I saw that okay, it was Okay, sorry NBC. about that, guy. It's on NBC. But still listen to Matty Andrews. Yep. I, I don't know why ESPN. If you go on the page right now, it says it's on Peacock. Anyway, it's on NBC, my friends. Yeah, and she, by the way, there's odds out. We were looking at trying to figure out the betting odds for today's game. We didn't find the odds uh, specifically for the game today. What's up but, with that? But I did see some future odds on Caitlin Clark as far as record breaking, oh, uh, a point record breaking for the for her career, total points in her career. And here's the deal: you can bet on what game she's going to break that record. So that's that's how amazing she has been. And I just want to know, I, like when when we take you guys to the game and, and out to Maddie Andrews, how crazy that crowd is going to be? Because man, what was the last time that Ohio State has sold? out a basketball game was it duke maybe duke when duke came in here number one and i ran on the court that day i don't know that that game was a complete sellout because it was it was a rel it was early in the season it was like a early december game i don't know if that number was number one out. duke with mike krzyzewski comes here and it wasn't a sellout i'm not positive maybe it was what well, hold caitlin clark under 30 they win okay let's do it all right, that is our show for today. Thank you very much for joining us during this extended version of our show. For Scotty Vegas and Ryan Baker, I am Dave Biddle. Up next is pregame coverage of Ohio State women's basketball with Maddie Andrews. Then, as we said, the Buckeyes tip off against Iowa at noon at the sold-out shot. And you can hear the game right here on The Fan. This has been On The Money. Winners of the prestigious Platinum Microphone Award every year. Given to the best radio station in the world. Uh, no need to look it up. It's real. The Fan. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly... Everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.